This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I am Bamog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're putting sticky stuff in ladies' hair as we watch Spine 341 in the Criterion Collection, Powell and Pressburger's A Canterbury Tale from 1944. But first, RJ. Uh-huh. How are you? I was better before you started talking about sticky stuff. That's oh, fine. Justin Peterson, how are you? Hey, fellas. You're back. I'm back. I am. You, you, you hacked. hiatus. You, you hacked into the mainframe. You're on the show. Mm-hmm. He uh, faxed in on his uh, telegraph. He's, what, uh, one, he's back. One frame at a time. Just uh, Morse code translating it into, uh, into what sounds like a Justin Peterson. But it will be a stand-in. But we'll, we'll take it. We'll accept it. Um, Justin, it's, it's, it's been a minute since you were on last. Yeah, I decided to take a step back and um, it's kind of, you know, whenever you write in a show for what, two years straight, it's just like, yeah, maybe I'll let some other people uh, fill the void for a while and step back and get some perspective. And now I'm back and better than ever. So, and I thought I'd join you guys as the happy homecoming. What uh, what lessons uh, did you learn with your uh, your several weeks off from emails? Mm-hmm. I guess I learned that if you have 15 minutes to email into a podcast, that doesn't matter. You should probably just let it go. <laughs> well, I will say that uh, I've noticed our, our runtime on our episodes just shaved down, just like you know, a little bit, you know, because it's just like, like it, well, it's it's usually it's like cause it's not the, necessarily the length of the emails, but it seems like uh, RJ and I definitely um, uh, extrapolate and go in completely different directions than what even the original question was. Where often after ten minutes pass, it's like Justin continues. It's like, oh right, yeah, right. There's an email. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that you included me in that. I've never been known to draw things out or uh, go off on tangents of any kind. That's 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 not me, man. That's not me. Peterson will will vouch for me, right? Um, somebody in Canada invented uh, basketball, right? Peach basketball. Yes. Yeah, Jason Nesmith. He uh, yeah, the peach baskets, and uh, what happened is the ball would get in there, but there was no hoop yet. So they cut a hole in the bottom and they hit it out with a broom. It was uh, Canada. Yeah, Canada. We invented it. We invented it. We invented other stuff too. You know Jim Carrey? He in- we invented him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Mike Myers? We invented him. <laughs> James Cameron? James Cameron. We we can get co-credit for him because he's changed it. He's an American citizen now, but we did invent him. So, And he brought you uh, movies. Uh, Avatar. Yeah. We Avatar have, 2. We have water. The way of water. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, everyone is, everyone's just excited for, especially Jarrett. All they see is people say, man, who's even going to go see this? And then they go, well, I'm going to go see it just out of curiosity. You go, that's how he gets you. Mm-hmm. They, they want, they everyone's going to go see they, that. They, they, they want to see those pixels. How many pixels, Jarrett? All the pixels. Like 64? Justin, have you how seen many, the, how many bits? Have you seen the trailer? for uh avatar 2 i have there's a lot of water in it there is water everywhere did you watch the 4k trailer that was on i think youtube or did you see just see it in uh theater when you when you saw that um you saw dr strange right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was the trailer there? The Avatar trailer. That's, there. that's where it was I supposed to be, it. actually. I remember, or maybe maybe it was on the Friday thing. I've, maybe I'm totally wrong on that, but I think that's where it made its premiere. Maybe, but maybe they that was only a one night thing. I don't know. I don't I know how trailers work. Tubes, but it was so unmemorable. I don't remember where I saw it. It's true. Well, you know what they say: water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. Right? That's a that's about that movie, right? Or is that Jake something else? Sully. That's a... Jake Sully. You ever seen uh you ever seen Pocahontas, uh Justin Peterson? I have. Yeah. yeah? I just curious. Although it's more uh, more of Dances with Wolves in my humble opinion. Ah. Which perhaps I saw recently. I think Dances with Wolves was uh created in Canada. So just so you guys know. Not like that it's a big deal or anything, like, you know, no big deal. But it was definitely created up here. Right, Jared? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So since the since since the last time you were on, Justin, uh, have you had to replace any of your toilet seats in your home? Ah, good question. No, but I probably should. Oh, yeah, they're getting up there in age. Yeah. Um, a little wear and tear, a little mm-hmm. stainage, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, it probably would not be a bad idea to do a little toilet upgrade. Now, I got a question for you, JP. Do you ever get bucked off of those? Are they ever a little bit unstable and you, you feel like you, you're falling? Has that ever happened I do, to you? I do have a wobbly toilet that mm-hmm. I've been meaning to get snugged down, but you know, I'm just, I'm just not a professional at the toilet tightening. i got to yeah. go get the in-laws over here or something and <laughs> help me with that, uh, that porcelain throne. I mean, it is a challenging thing. I mean, I've been working at it for years, and I'm still <laughs> I'm just not quite there yet. No. Just not quite there. RJ just needs uh, to and... hang out at the Home Depot more and uh, get some more, more of that uh, expertise, that mentorship <laughs> that those those old guys hanging out are, are uh, keen to share. It was actually a home hardware oh. because that's that's homeowners helping homeowners. You know, oh. that's where uh, the chubby checker insights come best from. Right. It's from fellow homeowners. What, what happens at see? what happens at Home Depot? You don't want to know what happens at Home Depot, Jerry. Okay. You don't want to know what happens there. So what, what's the root of your toilet troubles, RJ? Uh, so one of the seats slides. So, like, the the things are all, like, uh, screwed on tight and all that. But, like, when you sit on it, it, like, slides. It, like, gives out on you, and you feel like you're going to fall off on it. So a couple of weeks ago when uh, Sugarhead was on, we were looking at to- toilet seat stabilizers. Uh, I sent Jarrett some pretty interesting uh, um literature on uh, these things and uh, there's a few options you can get but uh they're supposed to stabilize your seat but i'm a little bit i'm a little bit weary about adding a bunch of extra stuff to my toilet seat you know but yeah you slide it's really weird it's the weirdest thing i've ever i've never had a toilet like that before have you where you just you slip <laughs> you slip well, you know? I think the burning question here is what are your uh, toilet unclogging tools that you have stashed away for uh, so I, arises. I got two plungers and a snake. So if things get really bad, I got one of those coil snake things. And uh, so in the this the place we're in now, uh, one of the toilets, uh, I just had to plunge it for the first time. And I'm not kidding. It was the longest I have ever plunged a toilet. I swear it was like eight minutes, eight minutes of heavy plunging, which doesn't seem like that long. But eight minutes of plunging is an eternity. Let me tell you. And uh, I was scared. I was like, this is it. This is where I go down. This I know what end. you mean. My uh, my three boys are full of shit, and um, oh, yeah. they're constantly yeah. uh, clogging up my toilets. I have 
the super deluxe plunger, the snake, oh, yeah. and the uh, you know the simple one. And often we do have to go to the snake to get all the way down in that pipe to uh, yep. loosen up that um... bowel leavings. Yeah. Mm. So you find the snake is the most effective. Oh, by yeah. Oh For yeah. Sure. What do you what do you do when you pull that snake out? Do you got to sort through it, or is it right oh, in the trash? Gosh. You don't want to know. Okay. Yeah, there's remnants everywhere. You got to figure out where to store that thing. And yeah. See, I'm... I didn't realize this was a plumbing part podcast, but I it is. Start, we're onto something here. Well, it has been it's, for it's at least been. at least six weeks. It's it's always been. People... And, and, and with with some added movie talk. Yeah. People are kidding themselves if they don't think it always has been. I think in episode one, I was talking about toilets. I'm pretty sure I mentioned toilet stuff in the fir- very first episode. So it always has been. But um, I'm not a wasteful guy. But I feel like if I use that snake thing on the toilet, I'd probably throw it out and just go buy a new one, which I feel like is extremely wasteful. But, like, I wouldn't know what to do with it, you know. I'd, I, I wouldn't want to put it anywhere because I'd be like, oh, that thing was, like, in the toilet, you know, like in mm-hmm. the toilet. Mm-hmm. And it's long, and that's a lot of winding coil to get all yeah. shitty. A lot of nooks and crannies in that thing. <laughs> Speaking of nooks and crannies, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, uh, Peterson, but Jarrett was uh, cr- uh, cramming his nook with uh, some Polish sausage. So can you uh, tell us about this Polish sausage you were eating, Jarrett? Because uh, as Sugar had pointed out, it was your first tweet in a year. You know, an entire year apparently, like just kind of solo tweets. So, tell us, uh, tell us what actually sparked this in you. How, how? Tell us about this sausage. Well, uh, are you familiar with the the Polish sausage from Costco? Oh yeah, oh big time. What about you, Peterson? You know, little Costco dogs. I'm not a big Costco goer. More of a Sam's Club guy. We have we also have a BJ's, mm-hmm. but. It's more the wife frequenting there. Is it like yeah. kielbasa kind of style? It's just, yeah. I don't know, it's just like a giant hot dog, but uh, I don't know, it's got Polish seasoning. <laughs> I don't know. These things are like mm-hmm. fr- fresh Polish sauce. Polish sausage is like so delicious. Um, you throw it in any bun. It doesn't matter about the bun, but with ketchup and mustard on that, oh, the sweetness of the ketchup, um, mm. what mustard Red brings gold. to the table. It's just heavenly, mm-hmm. and there I was eating this this hot dog, um, and I I like essentially almost it came to the point much like uh, uh, Zizek, uh, the, the great uh, philosopher, uh, had split oh. had split my hot dog in half and was eating it bit by bit, just just like the the classic video of him walking down a a wild uh, uh, Zizek uh, walking down the streets in New York, uh, double fist in a hot dog, so mm. no. So what you're saying, Jarrett, is that you're a hot dog. Well, so do you always go for the Polish sausage, or, or uh, are you ever absolutely. just a straight dog man? No, Polish, pull the Polish sausage, which I think is just a classy way of saying hot dog, personally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, del- mm, delicious. You, you know, I but saw some broth versus the- hot dog. Where do you go? Hmm. Well, I think uh, I think the Polish sausage is kind of like a brat up here. It's not quite a brat, but it's similar to a brat it's bigger it's juicier it's got more veins right chair <laughs> so, so sorry i'm i'm a tad uh, distracted because like a half hour before we started recording this mm. podcast um our our fair province of creepvania was mm. struck mm-hmm. with some pretty big news our uh, our premier which essentially is like the governor 
of mm-hmm. uh, of our province um had a leadership review within the the party that he got he got his 50 plus 1% support vote but uh despite this cuz that is not very good when you're talking about your own party um he he actually stepped down and one, one of his um mm. cabinet ministers apparently it's been reported uh was one of the journalists that was there said that uh, she saw she saw this man pass him in tears. <laughs> He's so sad. He's so sad that uh, that Jason Kenny's no longer premier for for now. Anyway, he could always run again. So I just I'm just seeing this wall of people of of updates and mm. responses because uh, a lot of people are probably pretty happy tonight. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, there's a little bit of uh, Creepsville news <laughs> for everybody. You, maybe yeah. maybe this is the first you're ever hearing about it. Much like I'm sure Justin Peterson, where I, I suspect this will not be making uh, the the South Carolina news uh, headlines. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Majority of South Carolinians probably do not know all the provinces of your great nation. Well, there's only ten, ten provinces and three territories. So. Uh... It's not a whole lot to remember, if you know what I mean. It's still but not it's worth it. Not to, to remember the weather them all. up there. It's windy. It is extremely windy uh, right let's, now. Let's see what the wind in Lethbridge is right now. In, or, in, I mean, what is, what is it in miles? Well, let's see, because I don't know. I don't know if we can fully explain to Jay Peterson what the wind is like in in this place. Because well, right now it's just a timid. 55 kilometers an hour 76 gusts so 76 yeah. kilometers in miles um so 47 miles per hour uh yeah apparently uh we are second in 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 wind we are second only to st john's newfoundland as the windiest city uh in canada based on this website i am reading Wow, but a lot uh, of tornadoes up there. We we don't like once in a while we get warnings yeah. in like the uh, somewhere in the plains, but there's never been anything like in the city. You get these funnel clouds, kind of. You're like, oh, 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 but it just turns out to be nothing. Um, there was like a really devastating tornado in uh, Edmonton like forty years ago, but mm. yeah, that's a. Uh, 30 if they were maybe 30 years ago um mm-hmm. yeah other than that it's just we just get windy because like we're like an hour from the mountains and so those those, mm-hmm. those winds that come off that mountain just have like a lot of rampage come up way high up that mountain rampage. and come slamming down rj you know about slamming rampage, down eh? i i've heard i've heard i just looked up so uh six uh four months ago in january we had winds of 141 kilometers which is uh 87 miles an hour so uh, that's one of the strongest we've had uh, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that was on uh, the January 1st of 2021, actually 141 kilometers an hour. So just about 90 miles. Yeah, it's pretty gusty, man. Yeah. And like okay. some people are like, it's not that windy. But there have been days you work, you walk in a parking lot and like it'll blow. It'll blow your pants right off, right off, right off. Right off. But but what are they going to see under those pants, RJ? Oh, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You know, oh wow. Can you can yeah. you read yeah, that? Can you read that, Justin? Can you read that? What's on my shirt? What does that say? 
The Criterion Creeps is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right. Your balls so... will thank you, is what, this, what it says right underneath that Manscaped. This, this stylish black t-shirt that they'll send you. Why is that? Into... Why, why did they send us stuff, RJ? Well, Jarrett, support for the Criterion Creeps podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, joins <laughs> over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code CREEPS, that's C-R-E-E-P-S, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct... That's about 8 million balls. Balls. Balls, Jared. Jared, are you also wearing your Manscaped underpants at the moment? Yes, I am. I, I too, am wearing my Manscaped underpants. And Jay, Jay Peterson, let me tell you, man, these <laughs> things can breathe. You ever heard about breathable underpants? Because we got them. We got them. Well, Manscaped's got them. We're wearing them. We're wearing them, and we're loving them. Let me tell you, when those winds get gusting at 141 kilometers an hour, you're going to want to take your pants off freely be- to let your babies breathe. And in Manscaped's performance underwear, I don't think that's what it's called, uh, <laughs> uh, you will uh, be breathing in those high desert winds like nothing. Right, Jarrett? Yeah, they're just called Manscaped boxers. There's no- nothing fancy. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you know this, Jared, but they're a premium brand underpants. And let me tell you, I've tried Brand X, the competitor. Mm-hmm. It d- doesn't stack up. The breathability in those, not mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Not great. Avoid that Brand X. You know what else is going to make your beans feeling nice and clean, Jared? Is that crop preserver, the ball deodorant, and the crop reviver toner. Man, this stuff paired with performance boxer briefs, oh, Man, talk about breathe. You know what I mean? You're going to breathe. You're going to breathe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one other thing. The lawnmower, JP, 4.0. The lawnmower, uh, not only does it have a 4,000 uh, LED light for uh, grooming in all your delicates, but also it's quiet. So, you know, if you're ever in a situation when you need to take care of stuff... But your house is full of unwanted guests. Let me tell you, they won't know any wiser because well, while that you're, puppy while you're tending, is because this that's the that's the perfect time to be busting out the uh, the the genital grooming t- t- kit is when there's strangers in the house. Well, Jerry, let me you understand never... this right. Is it nick proof? Oh, it is nick proof. Oh, well, it 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 does help reduce nicks. Let me redu- let me say that it reduces. It reduces nicks, and uh, but it is waterproof, JP. So you know, if you're a man on the go, say you're in a situation where there's water around, uh, guess what? It is waterproof, and it will help prevent nicks. It can help reduce nicks, uh, and it can uh, reduce snags, tugs uh, for those delicate nose holes. Oh, that's the weed whacker, but I mean the 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 lawnmower will also prevent uh, snugs and tugs, I, I believe. If, you, if there's one spot you don't want to snug in a tug, it's right next to the Franks and Beans. Just like Jarrett's Polish sausage. Right, Jarrett? Tell us more about that Polish sausage. Ah, uh, the herbs, the spices. Uh, but you uh, know what? 
while I was eating it, it really put a swagger back in my step, which is exactly mm-hmm. how I feel mm-hmm. about Manscaped. Um, mm-hmm. It really helps you assume that position of power with that confidence of a man stallion that you really are. Oh. You know about man stallions, oh. RJ? I, I'm looking at one right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say which of you two it is, but mm-hmm. people know. People be know. inappropriate or too much information to give a pre-customer testimonial. That's right. Oh, it's like, oh, I mean, like stand up on the so table. So in the past, I, I have demo. used the the full blown uh, clippers oh. and uh, effective, but um, you know, kind of risky. Um, yes, I've partaken in the man's nair, which is also quite risky. Ooh. So I think for quality assurance and for safety purposes, I'm going to have to go manscape in the future. Oh damn. I mean, they got that advanced skin-safe technology, Jay Peterson, mm-hmm. and uh, four four hundred thousand uh, LED spotlight. But yeah, advanced skin care technology, JP. Those clippers, that Brand X hair removal cream, it's got nothing. It's got nothing. That's gonna that might uh, mess up your delicates. You know what I mean? And uh, talk about this chemical the burn on your balls. Tugs. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what are you gonna do? What are you What are you gonna do after that? <laughs> no, what you can do at you, that point. You, you go to the family doctor and explain the situation, and you'll look at it. And go, should have used Manscaped, and turn to the camera. Wink. You got a commercial on your hands there. But you know what? Well, uh, I was gonna what, say. Jared? So you got that big, unsightly thatch of hair above the old Johnson, oh, yeah. right? And that, oh, my yeah. friends, oh. is just an unrealized canvas. Put some personality oh. in there. You want to shave a oh. Wario W in there? <laughs> You can do that now. Too cheap or too afraid of tattoos? Manscaping is painless and cost-saving without yep. any of the commitment. So I think the Wario w, w is good. JP, what would you fashion into your pupus? And yes, that is the the correct terminology for that area. Pupus. Pupus. Well, it is the NHL playoffs, am I not? Ah, Mistaken, yeah. I could perhaps shape it into a puck. Oh, perhaps a Carolina <laughs> hurricane? Uh, I suppose I've heard they do well. A, sw- a swirl, Carolina Hurricane. Jarrett, would you be putting an Oilers logo into your pupus or I'll, the Calgary Flames? I'll be lighting mine on fire. Oh, we got a Flames fan <laughs> It'd over be here. Singed, singed genitals. So hey, folks, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Creeps at Manscaped.com. That's a twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com, and mm-hmm. use code mm-hmm. Creeps. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Wow, uh, what what a terrific deal! I'm I'm still thinking about it. And you know, uh, JP, it's free free shipping worldwide. So. What's to lose? I don't know what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Get yours today. Well, shall, shall we read our emails, RJ? <laughs> Yeah, is there any from uh, other huge corporate sponsors that want to get into this? Because I, I imagine sales are through the way. roof. They're they're getting that creeps bump or that we call it the creeps caress. The creeps caress. Yes. Yeah. Forty million fans out there. For yeah, the it's kind of like when you go for that handshake and you just kind of go light mm. and yeah, you, uh, you kind of just like use that like middle finger there and just kind of like give them a stroke the in the middle of the palm. Yeah, and just give them one of those oh, yeah. and they go oh, the and go. That's the creeps caress. Yeah, and it's also a little bit sweaty, not too sweaty. Well, but a little bit sweaty. We we did get an email from hello at businesspotter.com. Oh, 
Quick question about podcast collaborations. I stumbled across Criterion Creeps on Apple Podcasts, and I really like what you were doing, so I decided to reach out to you. Are you doing podcast collaborations with other shows? It's one of the best ways to reach new communities and potential listeners. Anyway, I'm Christian, CEO and founder of Potter Podcast Data Startup. One of the things we do is provide a free platform for collaborations between podcast shows. I hope you don't mind the cold outreach, but I thought it would be a great resource as it's also free to use. Here is the link. There are plenty Uh of fellow podcasters out there looking to collaborate and grow in categories like yours, TV and film and others. If you can use it, great. If not, that's cool too. Talk soon, Christian, CEO. (laughs) P.S. Do you want to receive guest interview proposals? Let us know here. Uh, pass business Potter. <laughs> I mean, we already have guest interviewers. We got Jay Peterson on. Did That's they right. not? Did they not know? Like, do they not know what this podcast is about? Uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, Christian is uh, not great at their job. I like how he described it as plenty of other podcasts. Not lots, not thousands, but plenty. Some. We have like some podcasts willing yeah. to collaborate. Pl- pl- plenty sounds better, right? But it's a weasel word. It, uh, a, a what? Weasel Sorry? word. Could you define that for me, please? That means I'm trying, unfamiliar. You, you know, you know weasels. I I know weasels. They're pretty cute. Pretty well, they, cute. they also try to like they're slinky and they try to like squeeze yeah. in through t- tight places. And you're like, oh, that weasel. He got into the cupboard again. Got into the peanut butter. What a weasel. Oh. That weasel. Oh, well, that's I know. That's that's plenty of weasels out there emailing mm. you with offers about reading their screenplays and their <laughs> poems and short stories. Just have to click this PDF link and uh, and check out my photo gallery too. I'm multi talented. Yeah. I can't tell you, but I'm a big fan of your podcast that I definitely know the mm-hmm. name of. That we definitely know what you're involved in. Well, JP, you have several podcasts. Do you ever get uh, uh, invitations to collaborate? I do get hit, hit up by the Christians of the world, and um, yeah, yeah. Have you Seems ever like a bustling up? enterprise. These three podcasts. <laughs> and their That's right. Endeavors in becoming well, millionaires. Well, look, they'll, you oh, just yeah. you just have to pay them first, and then, and then you'll start seeing it coming back to you. Mm. I see. Good old pyramid style. Well, I mean, Peterson, look at look at our setups here. This is what a free podcast can get you. No, I believe we call it one mul- cat. Multi level marketing. Uh, multi mixed level marketing potentially. Pay your dues. Yeah. Mixed. You see, Jarrett? Mixed. Mixed. M- mingled. Uh, well, enough of enough of business pod. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Peterson. With an email entitled, Guess Who's Back, Back Again. Oh, wow. Throwing it over to Justin for some live email questions, questions, oh, questions. It's Justin Peterson, you're here in the flesh. Yeah, I guess that's my cue. You're, 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 a, um, you're a live mm-hmm. flesh bag. Uh, <laughs> come manifest and before our eyes to, to give us these questions in person. But a smooth Easier. flesh bag. <laughs> Oh, I'm certainly he, glad he could that, be smoother. Uh, he could be the smoother. Spring um, activities are dying down. Um, gosh, everything's going on in every day of the week between baseball, karate. Uh, yeah. Not to mention what the kids are involved in, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, things slowing down. Uh, we'll be having to get up at 6 a.m. whenever school ends at the end of the month. Excited about that. But um, yeah, let's hit it up right first. Uh, the GOAT movie question of the week. I oh, saw shit. Dead Man Walking, that uh, death penalty movie. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got me thinking about uh, that Sean Penn. What are your favorite movies uh, from that? Interesting fella there. Uh, funny story. So I'm into this new uh, YouTube channel called, I think the company man is what he calls himself. Anywho, he did a whole episode on the rise of uh, Vans shoe wear. And Ooh. turns out that um, Sean Penn showing up to set in some Vans on that uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was a big uh, push for those Vans uh, checkerboard shoes. And that's how Vans got on the map with good old Shawnee Penn. So, what are your favorite Ooh. movies from that character? I am Sam. I am Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say... Big Burgers. Did he go full retard in that one? <clears throat> yes. Uh, he uh, he did some acting, I should say. R-word, sorry. Yeah, the, the hard R. He did some acting. But, uh, yeah, I am Sam. It's a quality film, Jared, one of Jared's favorites, right, Jared? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it a million times, never. But, you know, uh, the first thing that pops in my mind is his cameo in Curb Your Enthusiasm from like, season 10. The Spite Store, yeah. Sean Penn? Yeah, yeah. he opens up the pet shop. Because <laughs> I think, I don't know. If that he, one's pretty he, good. He's an odd guy, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like he's a, he's a prickly bush. A what? A prickly bush of a man. You know, he okay. could do some manscaping himself. Yeah, smooth I mean, that out a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's he's obviously a very talented uh, actor, person, mm-hmm. all-time greats, but uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's he's bristly. Um, he, he he likes to get a little punchy with people. Ooh. Uh, he, I see. Because he's not over yet being a side note in that Tree of Life movie. <laughs> well, everyone was a side note in, in that. The, uh, the real star was the runtime. You know what yeah, I mean? Uh, I mean, I, I actually, I do think, I, I used to like Mystic River a lot, and I thought Sean Penn was really good in that. But I think if I, I think I rewatched Mystic River like a year or two ago, and I was kind of like, oh. I was like, I used to like this a lot. Maybe not as much anymore, but Sean Penn's still good in it. You know what I mean? Pretty good in milk. Yeah, he's, he's not bad in milk. You ever seen I Am Sam? A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. He goes to Bob's Big Burgers in that one. Uh, Big Boy Burgers, Jarrett. Big Boy Burgers. What? Big Boy Burgers. Oh, yeah. Wow. Justin Peterson continues. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I got one here for you. Uh, I was. I just sent you his performances. Uh, David Kleinfeld in Carlito's Way. Ooh, that's uh, interesting. Some, some pretty. Uh, that that's pretty good makeup. Well, that that was the one. That's what he really looks like. All the other movies, he's wearing makeup. Oh, that's quite the twist. Uh, Common misconception. He's good in Sweet and Low Down. And what else? God, actually, I've seen quite a... Of a lot of those actors, usually I haven't seen a lot. But with old Sean Penn, 24. Not bad. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bad Boys is good. His uh, juvenile delinquents uh, in, in prison movie. Or mm. kid, kid jail uh, is pretty good as well. Oh, that's not bad. Not any bad, not any bad. Uh, U-turn fans out there? 
Oh, uh, who isn't? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who isn't? Isn't that Ben Affleck in it? Well, yeah, I think so. No. Someone, someone So you turn Scott, yeah, Sean Penn, Nick Nolte, Jennifer Lopez, mm. Joaquin Phoenix, Claire mm. Danes, Powers Booth, Billy Bob Thornton, John mm. Voight. Ooh. I could have named any other actor besides Ben Affleck, and it would have been in that movie. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just bad luck. Yeah. John Voight should always be your go-to if you're if you're unsure. Like just An- John Voight? Like Anaconda? Oh, John Voight? Mm-hmm. And Jennifer oh, yeah. So, uh so earlier today, I sent you a leak uh, link mm-hmm. to a, a a trailer. You did a uh, a Rescue Rangers trailer, <laughs> Disney mm-hmm. Plus original. Mm-hmm. Some say the spiritual sequel to Whom Who Framed Roger Rabbit, perhaps. So, what what did oh. you think of said uh, multiverse of Disney madness that the uh, rodents of Chippendales Rescue Rangers nostalgia? has in store for us well let me tell you justin uh i kind of uh groggily woke up uh this morning um because now i'm on summer mode i get to sleep in go to bed late sleep in late um and the first thing i saw was uh i I think this little little pop-up from you like (laughs) maybe a few minutes after i just woken up and you're like you have to watch this before uh we go on i was like Oh shit! How long is this thing? I'm like, oh, it's a trailer. I can do that right now, and I had no idea this movie existed. I, I didn't know it was mm-hmm. this was coming. I didn't know that it was sort of the um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, taking a Who Framed Roger Rabbit and kind of rejiggering it. But holy shit, who who the fuck writes this shit? Like this, the dialogue <laughs> in this trailer is so bad. Uh-huh. It's so bad, and I don't know if this is like like for. Because maybe they think kids are really dumb and they have to like write really bad jokes. And I'm like, no, they don't. They don't have to do any of those things. They write lots of like really good shows for kids all the time. This is just like this is the trailer. This is like them leading with their best foot, and they're like, hey, yeah, this is gonna win people over. And it's just like, oh, this like joke about landlines. <laughs> like, what, what is this? And well, Jared, <laughs> I mean, we talk about landlines frequently because as a but, but someone on this podcast but you, has a landline. But, but, you, but you talk like a regular person when you do it. But when oh, they're right. saying it's like a message on my landline, that can't be good. And oh, you're like, that's a professional performance right there. And Interesting. Three, 3D animation surgery, am I right? Only for one of them. Yeah. So we, we have, like, for some reason, they decided, hey, let's have a really actually nicely look, nice-looking animated cell chipmunk mm-hmm. and we're going to have a cgi one just in, we're, going to, we're going to have it both ways uh i was like what are the chances that there'll be any good jokes or executions of like that dynamic in this probably none it's probably the entire Maybe jo- that's all the, they do. The, the entire joke is in the trailer and that's it and it's like oh i've, I've seen it i've seen it all uh i had flashbacks to that clifford uh movie mm-hmm. which i also somehow saw the trailer for it's something. I don't know where. But are you talking about the Martin Short Clifford? The 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 recent Clifford with you know the big red dog. You're not talking about Clifford with Martin Short where not, he plays the no. little kid. No, that's art. Okay, that, that's that, that is that amazing. that's big A art. That movie is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good now to this know. trailer was actually different than the one I saw originally. I saw this one. I 
since you and what is a they're showing drunk um peter pan as a the possible antagonist so oh, oh shit but uh, shitting on the uh neverland fans there yeah that's it's strange that they would alienate one of their hero characters right like the beloved character yeah well they have so many like villain characters it's like why not just keep one of the villains as the bad guys you know it's gonna like, gotta be a twist make Jarrett the bad guy mm-hmm. rj what did twist you what, what did, show in the trailer what did mm-hmm. you think what did you think of this trailer RJ? uh i uh did so you, I, I did you love it um so i i love who framed roger rabbit and i saw this and i was like hey looks like they're trying to do that i do i do really like animation and real life together and i like that the cgi one's not as much but i do like the cartoon guys and i thought i found it interesting that they referred to them as tunes because roger rabbit calls them tunes but roger rabbit had very explicit rules between Disney and Warner Brothers, right? Where it's like all the characters had the equal amount of screen time, and that was the only way they would allow it. And I thought the use of the word tunes was maybe like like held to that. So I was like, did Disney just take it? Or is that kind of free game? You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking about. But um, I like Chip and Dale. I, I always thought those dudes were cool. I like the Magnum PI kind of, uh, kind of look that they got there. Do you and, like that um, NES game? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Come on, yeah. Jack. Yeah, Chip and Dale are awesome. So um, I uh, I I like this idea. I think but, it but could they, be but done and really they don't, well. They don't have uh the chipmunk voices. They're just like well, it's, it's God, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Is who it's it is. the Lonely Island folks, right? Uh, Andy Samberg is John Mulaney. He's just a uh, he's like a regular comedian. I saw him once uh, in Edmonton, actually. But he has lots of stand-up specials, and uh, he he wrote for SNL for a while. He's hosted it like four times or something. He's very good. He's a very good comedian. But yeah, that's who it is. I know you're disappointed, Jared. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't care about these jabronis. Um, but they based on the, I mean, they're obviously I'm based on the trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. their, their voice acting chops don't seem to be up to snuff, or the dialogue is just that abysmal. Well, or both. John Mulaney actually does. Uh, so John Mulaney does. You know that Nick Kroll show, Big Mouth, the animated Netflix show. Ugh, yeah. Have I've, you ever seen heard of that? I've I've seen bits of it. It's uh, not, John not John Mulaney's in John Mulaney's in that. He's not know. really like. He's not really like an actor. Like he's not an actor in a ton of stuff. He does stand up and he but, writes. But stuff. He doesn't have like a memorable voice though either, does he? He just seems like well, it's kind he of just like, sounds like a guy. Like this. Yeah. That's like that's like you. <laughs> ah, I uh, I think Andy Samberg f- makes sense. Like you might not like that it's Andy Samberg, but Andy Samberg is a person I think that would be. A, be a fit for that role especially to a wider audience if you're trying to get a wider audience Jarrett, the kids wider they, they love their john Mulvaney, uh stand-up yeah wider did, if it was me didn't I uh, got, like peter laurie did, didn't like rob did, didn't robert zombie uh direct one of these guys as a uh, stand-ups rob zombie he maybe did a john mulaney that's what let's i'm see. thinking let's see rob no i think Rob Zombie did like Tom Papa or something. Okay. Who is uh that guy's friends with like Jerry Seinfeld. Let's see. Rob Zombie. Oh, actor. We don't want to Director Rob Robert. Robert Zombie. Oh yeah, he did Tom Papa. So Tom okay. Papa is just like this old dude who's friends with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh I've seen that one, Jared. 
I've seen okay. that one. I know you but, watch. Uh, you both of you, both of you two watch stand up. Yeah, stand up's good. Stand up's a nice little break. It's just a nice little break from things. But uh, Jared, I bet you were reeling when you saw Seth Rogen's Pumbaa from the live action Lion King. I, oh. I, I bet you were well. I, I was surprised that, that I was surprised that uh, that Seth, was a choice. Seth Rogen isn't just doing everyone's voice of everything, and 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 Franco, and get get them all, get get all the mm-hmm. boys in there, and uh, everyone will just laugh because it'll be like, oh, it's I don't know, Will Ferrell is the voice of Jafar or something, and. Fuck, who cares? It, who cares? It'd be so great. Well, Seth Rogen's going to be Donkey Kong, Jarrett. Do you know about that? Of course. In the Mario movie? Yeah, sure. Yeah, in the Mario movie? <laughs> sure, sure he is. He can be Donkey anything. Kong. He can, he can be anything he wants to be. Anything he wants to believe himself to be. He can, he can do it. Why not? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Well, anyways, I think it's a great idea. I do know what you mean. Where, Jarrett, I mean... Jared doesn't get a lot of exposure to kids stuff. I think JP probably gets a ton. So I think, <laughs> you, I think, I think uh, Justin, you would probably be a, a pretty good well, like. Sometimes I learned, this, but I, I think Jared holds everything up to Spider Verse, which is like a little unfair because that movie's so good, of what kids' movies could be. I don't know if this will be good or anything, but uh, I, th- I think it's a cool idea. I don't even know that most children's movies exist, and then I see Justin Peterson log in. I know that he's watching yeah. it with like the, the the boys, um, like literally boys, not the man, boys, not the boys, but the the the, the pee boys, or as we learned tonight, the poo boys, um, the poo boys, yeah. But jeez, uh, works for me. There you go. You get, there you go. They, they when they hear this, they can be like, "Dad, what are you talking about it's on the podcast? Why do you think everyone, we just poo all the time?" It's not far from the truth. <laughs> see, um, wow. see, so yeah, see, like Sonic the Hedgehog too. I had no idea that movie was coming out, and I think I, I think I learned it because uh, uh, Justin wrote in about it. I was like, "What?" And it's like, "What movie would you rather see this weekend?" I'm like. What, what do you mean? Like, it's, is it coming out? It's like, it's done. Like, the movie's out. I was like, okay. So I'm I'm out of touch. And we should keep it that bit. way. Speaking bit. of the Warthog, didn't um, it, like, tackle, like, it looked like Gimli and, like, make some kind of dead-eye joke? <sighs> it's definitely some sort of uh, some sort of dwarf. I thought it was, like, a Warcraft dwarf for some reason, but I think Warner Brother owns, I think Warner Brothers owns Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think Lord of the it was definitely Lord of the Rings yeah. dwarf action, and it was like was CGI'd it? man. But it's who owns Lord of the Rings? It's like, though, not Disney. It's, like, it's New Line Cinema did it, and then oh. I, I don't know how it's bounced around since then. Well, now Amazon's doing Amazon their Amazon. thing now yeah. temporarily. Well, they bought the television rights. Well, I just learned this week that. Uh, so Conan the Barbarian, like the Robert E. Howard estate. Yeah. Uh, so Marvel Comics has been publishing adaptations of the stories again, or like can do stories with Conan. But I, I just learned that I guess they are losing that license, but the estate's going to do it themselves, which I think is a terrible idea because I don't mm. think these, these companies might really overestimate how much money there is to be made in comics, and especially if you're not marvel or dc uh there's a big drop after that uh in terms of like the boy comics i guess uh so yeah i to me i'm not sure who would necessarily have the tolkien estate in terms of uh movies or whatever but new line cinema is owned by warner brothers okay so warner warner media uh, currently, Fuck. still own has New Mine, and they have the rights to another the, 
the movie Lord of the Rings. And then I think what it is, is I think Amazon has the television uh, rights, which is like that uh, weird thing. That's streaming. what Spider-Man was forever. And it's right? like, yeah, and it's a weird thing because it is, there is no television anymore. It's all streaming. So this, The streaming rights, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think the language has changed. I think it's still probably filed under television rights. I guess. And it's episodic. falls under, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is, though. Is um And yeah, New Line merged with Warner. So I think Warner bought New Line and kind of like sucked them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, JP, what does the Peterson household feel about uh, Chippendale? Rescue? Um, they're not quite uh, attuned to it yet. They've watched more DuckTales. I mean, they did that Ooh. new DuckTales cartoon. Um, gosh, mm-hmm. they're mostly watching retarded YouTube channels. They're <laughs> dropping the hard R again. Jeez. Um, YouTube channels. But, um, it's, but uh, yeah, let's proceed. Um <laughs> sure so a little plug for my own podcast i just did um an episode of i've always wanted to watch that where i had my uh buddy uh, paul on from the um cinematic underdogs podcast and he wanted to watch mm-hmm. stalker so i dug mm-hmm. into that quite deeply kind of pausing and taking notes throughout because that is quite the dialogue heavy movie mm-hmm. um but my question for y'all is what movie in the creep did you enjoy kind of picking apart going to that next level with in the deeper meaning. <laughs> I know. Look, I know. RJ's never done look, that. Look, before, looking so, for, yeah. looking, looking forward to doing it. I don't know. Um, I, I remember ages ago, back when I, yeah. uh-huh. I, I definitely uh, had a, a, a grander vision for the podcast at the beginning. Uh, realizing upon after watching a uh, solo that I was going to have to do a, like basically play the defense attorney for the movie. Wow. Well. I, 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 I had to do a, a lot of uh, prep. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, kind of like uh, position myself is like being like, well, this is why this movie should be watched. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, I mean, I think I did a pretty decent job of it. Uh, people still shit upon it uh, to this day, which is a okay. But mm-hmm. um, man, I'd have to go back through all the episodes. But in terms of like, I don't know. There's like movies like rewatching and stuff like that. I don't think those really count, but. I think that's the mm-hmm. one that's, that that's the one that immediately jumps out to me. Anyway, um, I I have one, Jared. Which I'm not even deep dive info, but you know you know which Criterion I watched every single supplement for and read the essay. What? Videodrome, baby. Videodrome. Even watched the commentary track. So I it's I don't know if that's heavy duty stuff, but I, I I'd say that's probably the only Criterion I've actually done every single like supplement for because i was like well drums awesome. it's, it's, there's many of these dvds don't even have like anything other have than anything. A, a trailer yeah okay how many krj how many essays have you read from the collection uh, like four five maybe <laughs> so uh we're talking a percent oh like half a percent maybe of... well like you know if you've read four out of Three hundred and yeah, forty-one. I mean, that's a pretty let's, pretty let's see. half calculator. <laughs> that's half, I guess. Yeah. So let's say, uh, yeah, let's say four divided by how much? Three hundred. You said three hundred and forty-one. I think is what it is this week. Okay, so four divided by three, forty-one. 
Yeah, 0.01%. Is that good? I don't know. I mean, half of those essays are like weird incel dudes talking about how trains are sex and stuff, like that one essay you read. So I don't actually think the essays are very uh, uh, worthwhile. What was that one where it's like, the, well, the trains? Do you remember that one? Oh, you read that essay, and I was like, "What is what, this?" What, I was like, "Is this what it, these essays what, are?" Wasn't that a uh, was that divorced Italian style? Oh yeah, and he was talking. He was like, "A train starts the movie, and a train ends the movie," and and he was just talking about weird sex stuff. And I was like, "Is this all it takes to write one of these essays?" Because I'm not buying it. The uh, I gotta say, I did uh, give the uh, Canterbury Tale one a, a, a peek, and boy, oh boy. See, was it worthwhile or was it a waste I don't know. of time? What do you guys know about light and time? I know quite a deal. Well, I mean, you watched the movie this week. I mean, you should know a great deal, apparently. Hmm. Uh, Justin, what about you? What's what's the movie that you've done beyond like a stalker, a de- the deepest of dives on? Um, the last one that comes to memory um, was I'm thinking thinking of ending things. I probably mm. spent. A whole day kind of picking through that and coming up with my own interpretation and throwing that up on the letterbox for people to uh make of what they would um i read it quite differently because uh i never read the book so i didn't actually know what was going on but um i had my own fun you know kind of figuring it out the way i wanted to and that was fine and it's been way way too long writing about it but mm-hmm. hey you live and you learn mm-hmm is is mm-hmm. the is that the end of the live email or have we got more? Um, foodie talk. Ooh, uh, let's it. talk some uh, fish. Um, <laughs> as Homer Simpson would say, mm, unprocessed fish sticks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. So I visited the in-laws the other day, and uh, mm. my mother-in-law, who does not like to eat fish, but makes a lot of food that she doesn't like to eat, um, prepared some salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mahi-mahi and I believe it was tilapia anywho hmm. so um, I think you guys are fairly landlocked but you know what kind of uh, seafood uh, fi- I know I think we've talked about seafood in general but fish specifically uh, wanted to find out some of the ones you enjoy are we talking the Great Lake North. are we talking just fish fish or sushi fish as well I suppose sushi Qualifies. Are you a big tuna okay. belly fan? I'm I'm gonna blow your guys' mind for a second. You know what I had for dinner tonight? Fish tacos? Tuna tuna melt. A tuna melt. Tuna melt. Is that a fr- 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 fresh from a can? Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh what's your what's your, what's your prep? Hard. What did you take that do you uh pop that can? Do you press down the lid, squeeze out the tuna juices? Oh yeah, you got it for the kitties. Yeah, you squeeze that all out, give them, yeah. give them that tuna juice, and then you yeah, give your cats kitties. tuna water. Oh hell yeah, yeah they love huh? that man. Yeah, yeah you got to give your you got to give the tuna water to the kitties. You got to. They uh, it's one of those rare treats that uh, <laughs> that they they get. So yeah, you squish it out, and then uh, mayo and pickle, nothing crazy. Mayo, pickle, salt and pepper, whip that shit up. Toasted bread. On there, melt some cheese on top, sriracha, and uh, it's a uh, it's a nice quick snack. You know what I mean, boys. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not my favorite or anything. I just that's what I ate for that's dinner tonight. Ate. So I just you know what one of my favorite meal combos is, and this might blow your mind too. On a rainy day, 
make a tuna sandwich and some chicken soup. They pair together so well. It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. Tuna sandwich with chicken soup. Huge. 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 Uh, I can't believe it. I'll I'll jump in before Jared. Uh, I love salmon. Yeah. Powerful lust for red salmon, just like Benicio Del Toro. I love salmon. We make it like once. uh, We buy the Costco pack of salmon Mm -hmm. fillets. Uh, So we make that shit like once a week. Um, Love salmon. Uh, Love that shrimp. All sorts of shrimp. Uh, Cod is good. If I'm having fish and chips, big cod boy. Mm. Um, Which I I wasn't before. I think I've mentioned before. One time in high school, me and the other football boys went to an all-you-can-eat fish and chips before a game. And uh, we were puking on the field because we ate so much fish and chips. Uh, and we lost that game 10 to 7 because the entire offensive line, myself included, was puking on everybody. Um, and then I didn't eat fish what, and chips for what, like what eight years. Was, do you think it was the fish or was it the ta-ta sauce? I think it was the fact that like there was like 10, like 250-pound dudes just slamming down. Like like we each had like 10, 15 pieces That's of fish a, and chips. It's a lot of whale. Oh, yeah, yeah. You use the vinegar so as well? Oh, always, always. White, I love that. white or uh, black vinegar? White, yeah. white, white. Uh, so I didn't eat fish and chips for like eight years, but I, I've started. Now we live right beside a pretty rad fish and chips place, and uh, I've been hitting it up pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. So I love that stuff. Uh, in terms of uh, the sushi, I uh, I'm a spicy sake and uh, maki guy, so I like the spicy salmons. And I also like, uh, you know, sometimes a little shrimp in there. A little shrimp in there. I don't like weird raw, shit. I don't eat raw, eel. Yeah. What or anything raw, weird raw, like that. Raw shrimp, fried shrimp. For the sand, uh, for sushi or shrimp, just in shrimp? Shrimp. Yeah. Just shrimp? Oh, I, all of it. All Any of it. it. Shrimp. Shrimp. If someone puts down a shrimp ring in front of me, I'll eat that whole son of a bitch in one, one bite. Just. Mm. I put a powerful hurting on shrimp. One time, Andrea had to tell me to stop. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You gotta cool it on the shrimp, bud." Did you have a? Like, uh, did you have to file a lawsuit for uh, false advertising? You said all you can eat. You said all you can eat, and uh, you stopped. Is me. this a man who ate all he could eat? Boo, boo. Uh, I haven't yet, but uh, yeah, you put a shrimp ring down. I'll eat the out of that thing i yeah. love shrimp cocktail yeah, shrimp's pretty mm. good what about you j-dog what's your seafood chowder? uh yeah i'm i i'm a big i'm a fan i'm a big fan of the seafood i don't really make a lot of seafood myself though usually it's like um my dad is really good at making kind of like a like a butter lemon salmon you know fillet thing it's like amazing with like rice just like Super straightforward with like broccoli. Salmon and rice. That, that's a great dish with some soy sauce. Pretty, pretty great. But yeah, it, uh, and like same with like shrimp and stuff like that. Scallops. Oh yeah. Um, they're oh, yeah, just time. like so delicious. Seafood. What about mussels? You know, so I've I have this. I've never. I just honestly don't know if I've ever had mussels. Um, but I have the, I remember reading Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain, like ages mm-hmm. and ages ago. And he was like, I don't eat mussels unless I know the, unless I make them myself or I know who's making them for me. That's the only yeah. way. No, do not eat mussels because the, 
the ease of food sickness you can get from it is way mm. too high. Way too high. I've gotten sick on muscles a couple times. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, that's that. He says this is what happens. Uh, it's a yeah. real, it's just real small window of prep, and you gotta know someone who knows exactly what they're doing properly. You don't get them at restaurants. Uh, you don't mm. fuck. You don't fuck around with it. <laughs> Yeah, I have, and I've paid for it. And uh, well, and what's one of the other things I learned from uh, our old friend Anthony Bourdain was uh, mm-hmm. the reason why you have like all these like Tuesday deals at restaurants, like you know Taco Tuesdays or All You Can Eat Fish on Tuesdays. It always falls on that day of the week because that's mm-hmm. actually the end of their week, and they're mm-hmm. they're new, they're they're clearing out the kitchen, like the the stocks, because they have their new nice. stuff. For the rest of the week that comes starting Wednesday. So what you're getting is old. <laughs> it's like so it's like, yeah, that's why it's cheap. Because they're like, well, if we, if they don't eat it, we're throwing it out. Now I, I imagine that a lot of places have kind of had to re-gear um their uh stuff toward that because they want to make sure they have enough to for to appease people. Um but they the the original idea behind it was like, oh we got we have this stuff that we're gonna be throwing in the garbage here real quick. We might as well sell it at a discount and people just mm-hmm. scarf it down. I guess that begs the question, did you get taco Tuesday yesterday? I don't I don't uh fuck with tacos, RJ. Did you get well you oh, chicken burrito man over here. Did yeah. you get a chicken burrito yesterday? Oh hell yeah. Was it was it discounted? No. No, 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 no. Damn. I think that's more of like a restaurant thing, though, too. I'm not sure about fast food. I think fast food, it's like they're on a completely different cycle. So, wait, do you never eat tacos? Uh, I, I don't mind tacos, but when I'm at taco time? Oh, okay. <laughs> Come Just tacos. Okay. And Mexi fries. Don't forget. About yeah. All very, very, very important. important. No, I like tacos. Um, oh, yeah. what, what do you, how do you two feel about fish tacos? I love them. They're wicked. Justin? Big fan. Hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just depends. Well, I mean, I remember these these, these, these menus you've you've sent our way mm-hmm. in the past. It sounds like it's like a, a bonanza of uh, seafood options. And it's like incre- incredible to our eyes. Because if you mm-hmm. want seafood in a restaurant here, you're paying like a lot of money for it. Because they got to fly mm-hmm. that stuff in. <laughs> um, but I loved... Uh, uh, baked seafood lasagna is mm. the best. So 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 good. Are you talking like Giorgio's baked seafood lasagna? No 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 no. That stuff. That was like that's that's some soupy shit right there. You talking like, Luigi's? Louis, Luigi's. Uh, I see. Yeah. I from see. from uh, George, who is half of Giorgio's. I see. No. Just not the EO's part. Yeah. That Antonio. Uh, Antonio. I see, I see, I see. Any other seafoods, Jer? I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a poke at uh, any old seafood that comes my way. I suppose, other than wow. mussels made by weirdos on the streets. I'll give you one. I don't eat calamari. I don't do it. I'll do. I'll no I mean, calamari. I, I wouldn't ever order it, but um, I wouldn't care. I mean, I'll eat um, at so at uh, Osho's. They've got the assorted sushi, which has got mm-hmm. a little little bit of everything. I'll eat it. Does you got you got eggs? You got some some, some fish eggs on a, on a fucking uh, roll. Row? I'll, I'll eat it. I don't care. It's got <sighs> it pops and crackles as you eat it. Mm, delicious. Give me more. Mm-hmm. Keep it coming. A little orange guys. Row yeah. or roux or something like that. I think uh-huh. that's what it is. Yeah, those are yum, yum city baby. Yep. I, I know. I, I was I, at a random like mountain uh, town salad bar that had um. 
was it uh, s or what's what's the fish eggs that's um roe oh are you talking caviar caviar yeah i yeah. never had caviar and it was also on the salad bar i was like i'll give it a try i give everything a try oh my gosh that was so salty it was <laughs> probably the most disgusting thing i don't even know how you're supposed to eat that stuff i know it's supposed to be mm-hmm. a delicacy you go over to russia i mean they're selling it to you on the streets and probably whatever a... rubles a pop but Man. It's probably an acquired I, taste. You, you you probably have to build up a a palate for it. It's like a coffee or a beer, gargling you know? salt water, mm. straight to your colon. <laughs> that stuff. So actually, there, there's when you look up uh, fish eggs, one of the very first articles that pops up with Gordon Ramsay is an ad is roe versus caviar. How to tell the difference mm. between fish eggs? And how do you? I don't know. Like I'd, I'd have to read the article. Oh. Well, what about you, Jay Peterson? Where where do you fall in the seafood dilemma? Uh, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as uh, JD there. What my dad would do would um, put some uh, butter and some Ritz crackers over some orange roughy, um, red snapper, uh, tilapia, stuff like that. And uh, some good eating for the family there, thrown in the oven. Simple. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Do you you guys – you guys ever making salmon at home? I got, I got something. Do you ever burn it a little bit? Because I like crispy ends of the salmon. So I, I sometimes will take it out, give Andrew some, and then I'll actually kind of overcook it a little just to burn it. Like I like the inside like normal, but I like the outside crispy. You ever burn your salmon, you guys? No. I don't but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I know. I, I wouldn't be against it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I'm, yeah, next I'm, time you're cooking salmon, hit it with broil for a while. Not black burnt, but like crispy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Big time. Okay. Big time. All right. Game to the game talk. Oh, shit. All right. Got a little uh, quote uh, action for you guys. So mm. we'll go back and forth. Um, let RJ go first. So, okay. RJ, I'm going to name a quote. Okay. You tell me what movie that is from. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Probably this podcast. This is game talk. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a game. A game. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, I, trivia I, game. I think you got or me quote. stumped because there's so many movies I watch that talk about naked men. I just can't narrow it down. You want to bail them out there, JD? Uh, that would be, I assume, airplane. That's correct. Mark. Damn. Okay. Jared. Jared with the steel. Mm, yes yes all right so uh jared your turn um i feel the need the need for speed mm, i have no i don't know <laughs> i don't know is it is it sonic the hedgehog that is uh from top gun ah, uh, a movie i've only seen once it's very those guys you are go such see that nerds. maverick uh, probably when it streams. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I heard it's I'll, a good I'll, dad movie. If it's like, I don't know. If I hear, if I hear good things, if I hear good things, mm. potential. That'd be about it. But I haven't heard like anything about it. So, it's just a okay. thing that exists. Okay, but yeah, no, I, uh, I did not recall that quote. All right, uh, back to RJ. All right. Hey, let's have some tea first, huh? That stuff, sure. It's a habit, like marijuana. I'll take marijuana. Is that Canterbury Tales? 
That is from a Canterbury tale. Not to be confused with the Canterbury tale, but we'll get into that later. Who could remember all of them? You know what I mean? All right, back to JD. Mm -hmm. Because the way he treats us all the time is the way we wish we treated each other, even part of the time. This is from a classic. I'm afraid to say I don't think you've ever seen then I do not know because it doesn't. But you uh, talked about it quite in depth with Sugarhead. Oh, and I haven't seen it. Is it Dead Poets Society? That's from a radio. <laughs> oh, Jared. <laughs> Jared's gonna watch radio one day. It'll be make it a Patreon goal, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Back to. RJ, uh, uh-huh. thoughts like this. If my best friend keeps uh, his farts from me, what else is he hiding from me? And why does that thought make me feel so alone? I don't know what this is, but it sounds awesome. I don't know Think if it sounds of, wicked. Oh, RJ. The biggest fart movie you got out there. Come on, RJ. I, well, I mean, the biggest fart Artisanal movie fart is... cinema. Artisanal fart cinema? Yeah. Well, like honestly, that movie I watched with those little kids talking about blowing ass—that was that was the, probably the best fart movie I've seen. What was that called again? Thunderpants. Uh, RJ. I Are that we was talking about morning. Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> That's not from Dumb and Dumber. I know all the lines in that movie. Uh, Swiss not Army. Not Thunderpants. Swiss eh? Army Man. Ah, Swiss. Mm. Yeah. All right. Back to JD. Um, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and <laughs> and it gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh man, one of the one of the great great works of cinema, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Give me. Yeah. Back to RJ, one of RJ's favorites coming up, so just sure to uh, get it. Uh-oh. You're like a hungry child who's given ravioli to eat. <laughs> no, you say. I want the beef stick. My uh, dear girl, you're hungry. Eat the ravioli. Oh, <laughs> nothing. What a nothing reading. Quite... What a reading from Justin. <laughs> Nothing quite as fine as uh, David Lean's Summertime. Oh, baby, it's terrific. Beef stick. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best. The best. The best. Final one for JD. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, damn. I, I got. I know that one. <laughs> if Jared doesn't get it, I can steal. Uh, you go ahead, RJ. You go ahead. You don't know Predator by Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, I know. <laughs> Well, maybe in maybe future president question mark. Um, oh. All I know is I'm getting ready for the next email because who, oh, okay. da- who baby, who baby. Was uh, there's, the there's JP a, there, email done? I, is it? Uh, one more for okay. RJ. Um, okay. One more quote. Okay. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Okay. I know it's Michael Keaton Flashpoint. and I know it's is it, not is it Flash? Is it Flashpoint? <laughs> It's yeah, it's Michael Keaton as Batman in Flashpoint, the Flashpoint movie with Ezra Miller. Or Batman. (laughs) Or Batman. Yeah. Or Batman. All right. That's all for now. Back to you, Jirit. Well, you want to hear from Sam Sanchez? No. Okay. Me neither. But he's got a he's got an email entitled Pooh Emoticon. Oh god. It's a little poo. Hey Jizloaf. Wow, how about that? Excuse me, Jizloaf. It's I, like we. I didn't sign off on that. You know about soaking the biscuit, RJ. 
Cancel order. This podcast is done. Don't have much this week except for some baseball talk. Last week, Jarrett referenced George Brett and his pine tar situation, which just made me want to ask if you guys are familiar with George Brett's diarrhea story. I don't recall mm. if it's ever been brought up on the show, and if it hasn't, here's the video, which is definitely worth listening to right now. All right, so I'm going to send us a link. This is a YouTube video okay. <laughs> with an amazing title, Brett, George Brett Shits His Pants, and in brackets, with subtitles. Okay, so we got to watch this whole thing? I don't know. I guess. It's three minutes long. Well, I don't know. Apparently, we can live listen to this. Okay, one sec. I'm going to queue it up. I'm going to hit pause before it's Jesus. Okay, uh, mine's ready to go, and we'll, maybe we'll, we'll all hit play at the exact same time. Okay. Okay. Justin, you good? Ready. All right, mm-hmm. and start. Yep. Shit my pants last night. Great meal. Buffering. Had to go to the bathroom. He, he <laughs> fucking shit his pants. Inaudible. Inaudible. There's a lot. <laughs> He's good for about twice a year for that. He was in Vegas at the Bellagio. You probably had salmon. Yeah, he went to Kokomo's. <laughs> Great little steakhouse. There's some fresh crab legs. They had to get him. He he was eating them. Get to gamble. Yeah, tea time. He's three quarters of the way to the hotel. He went, oh fuck. <laughs> 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 he, he had his butt pinched, so he he was fucked. He couldn't move. <laughs> down his leg <laughs> I had Water. some poisoning from the crabs he was wearing his leather jacket so he took it off tied it around his waist yeah. and, uh-huh. and it was just running down his leg <laughs> green jeans black box no socks, socks. <laughs> every, every, every time he's walking something's coming out Inaudible. <laughs> he, he called some guy named Larry and he said, you won't believe this. I got I, shit, I shit all over myself. I shit all over myself. Bring me over a pair of pants, some towels. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he meets them. They find the closest bathroom. There's an escalator. Can't get in the elevator. It's 12 o'clock at noon or at night. So he gets in the escalator. Uh, <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he gets the towel all wet, throws it over the stall, you know. He took off all the his waiter had pants. Wipes off. Wep- yep. <laughs> so he's walking barefoot, shirt and pants. <laughs> 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 he got up and he took the most perfect double tapered shit he ever had in his life. Oh, that's the that's the who's the, who's the pitcher in this game? The the Kansas City Royals is that correct? Yeah, KC. I 
I, I like that that guy was very clearly trying to walk away from him the entire time, and he just continued to follow him to tell him about how he shit all over himself over and over again. It, ha- it happens. It, well, he shit all over himself. He's good for for it about twice a year. Well, twice a year. He's hmm. good for it. No. So, gentlemen, when's the last time you shit your pants? Ooh, man. Be honest, Jared. I don't recall. I don't recall. Don't recall? I don't recall. I think I had a pretty big scare a couple of years ago. Uh, I've I've had scares. Think... I've got I've been like yeah. whoa, but uh, I mean, there's always like the the lingering threat of the shirt. Um, the but, shirt, hey. Yeah. You know about sharts? I've I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. I've, I've heard. No one, no heard. one, no one expects it, but then they, it just come it comes at you when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. You just deal with it. You hope you hope you're at home. How do you deal with it? I don't know. You, you, you take care of it. That's what laundry machines are for. I see. Yeah. I see. Interesting. I'm glad Sam Sanchez felt he needed to share that. With oh, us. but it's but, a good clip. But there's good clip. But, but there's more. There's more. Okay. Uh, uh, Justin, have you, have you seen this clip before? Uh no. This was a this was a first for me. Okay. Good. Baseball. I mean, it seems like it's the gra- it's the greatest sport. I think. I think now I can say that. Seems to be. Yeah, it's pretty good. Seems to be. Um, Sam continues. Also, something I wanted to bring up that I've been watching re- recently are the films of Matt Farley, Charles Roxburgh, and if Jared was familiar with them, nope, I am not. I first watched Don't Let the River Beast Get You a few years ago, but didn't dive into everything else up until this past week. Can't really gauge if it's something that Jarrett would like, since everything is a coin flip with him. Oh, come on. It's not that mm. hard, is it? But yeah. the films are incredibly low-budget movies made amongst friends with some very vague horror sci-fi connection in most of them. I do mm. find them charming and worth checking out, at least a couple of them. Matt Farley is pretty fascinating that he's pretty self-aware in what he does, and he's known for making over 22,000 songs on pretty much any topic, often by request. The movie Local Legends works as an intro into who he is and what he does and also a way for him to promote himself at the same time. It's basically a biopic that functions as an infomercial documentary. His movies wouldn't be too far off from some of the regular stuff that would be covered during May, though definitely tamer. I think RJ would probably find some humor in some of the stuff and definitely Mm. some very interesting recurring actors that are used in every movie. Very interesting faces voices and body shapes bye pals what does he mean by body shapes uh i don't know he doesn't you don't know or he doesn't i i haven't seen it i can only imagine Mm. only imagine i'm gonna pull up this matt farley i don't know i don't know this this chap uh matt farley matt farley yep uh there's some pretty cool there's a there's something he called freaky farley slingshot Mm. cops Monsters Marriage. Who is Bill Rabane? Cool. I'm assuming that is... He's just in it. Director of five films. Local Legends. Druid Gladiator Clone. Wow. Holy, also good? Well, wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is the New Hampshire comedy scene. The adventures of Matt Farley as he spends a few weeks preparing for a big comedy show in Manchester. Manchester? Yeah. Uh, Justin, you ever go to New Hampshire? Have you been to New Hampshire? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. You, you, haven't gone to, have, you haven't gone to all 50 states yet? Sadly, no. Oh, Too many. 
it's maybe when the kids move out you know you get that rv and you you and the wife just uh make a day of it yeah, we'll see we'll see my uh folks just got a camper they're planning on mm. hitting the open road uh my wife's not much of a traveler so uh we'll see what we can do she can stay at home <laughs> while you go and drop her off at your place no problem i'm in uh the state of uh just right beside the see you check me out there okay check it out yeah check it out uh we got two more emails holy shit I which know. kind uh the dylan Frew kind oh bro. quick story bro. time i'm jumping right in when i was younger my grandmother lived out in the country rustic area surrounded by loads mm. of woods and property on this property, mm. she grew a lot of different things, but some of the most memorable of the plants was the rhubarb. We would always mm. bake up rhubarb pies, or sometimes mm. even get eat it raw. It was good wow. to hear RJ has got his own now. Plan on cooking up any pie better than you might expect. She also had tomatoes that I vomited after eating every time. Not pleasant. Uh, sounds like good tomatoes, I guess, eh? Not bad. Anyway... Coco was a scam. Have a great show, Dylan. Yeah, a lot of uh, big opinions about Coco. Oliver Granger had uh, some Coco opinions. Oh, did he, he send? Shared. Did he send you some? He shared me a few. He okay. shared me a few. I saw he, he dropped a big <laughs> one star boy on that. Yeah, he was not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, you're talking Which about it, the gorilla. Yeah. Yep. The talking yeah. kind. The talking kind. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um. What was the question? Uh, me, me rhubarb. You gonna be making some rhubarb pies? I, I might oh, have RJ. I, I, I think I might got. I might have a line to, to help you with that rhubarb problem. Are you Are you gonna come and harvest it? No, you you have to do that. Damn it! But I, I can take it off your hands. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people like rhubarb, but. I'm not a big rhubarb guy. I I was never huge into it. Like I've had rhubarb pie. I've had rhubarb like strawberry crumble that you put ice cream on and stuff. And I was always kind of like, I'd rather just have this without the rhubarb. You know what I mean? So Dimafia is going to be a little upset, but uh, it's just like the way it is, man. Well, you know, as a great man once said, never rub another man's rhubarb. Yes. Yes, we already talked about that tonight. We did. Flashpoint, baby. Mm-hmm. Flashpoint. Uh, Justin, how you how are you feeling about that rhubarb? If I've had it, I don't remember. So okay. I am a uh, rhubarb virgin. Yeah, wow. it, it kind of shows up at like, I don't know, some cafes do like a strawberry and rhubarb pie to, kind mm-hmm. of, to sweeten it up, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's There's a... It seems like it's around here quite a bit, but maybe maybe it's just not it's not a thing in the Carolinas. Maybe they have some sense mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, I think I find rhubarb's fucking everywhere yeah. for whatever reason. I, I'm always getting hit with rhubarb mm-hmm. wherever I go. Finally, email from one Rob Eagle. Oh shit! Goat movie guest of the week. Hello, creeps, and an especially warm hello to Mr. Peterson, who has lately been conspicuous by his absence. Where where you been, bud? (laughs) Could be missed. I I like the phrasing. (laughs) Where you been, bud? Foodie talk. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. In response to Justin's recent expose of awful British food, mm. Mr. Peterson, I see your English fish head pie and raise you that famous South Carolina delicacy, fried pig ears. Hmm. Although to be heard of that. <laughs> although to be fair, we Brits are hardly in a position to be casting stones in that direction. So let's move on. I've given serious consideration to Dylan Frew's suggestion last week that I take up wrestling. First oh. thing I need is an appropriately intimidating name. I'm thinking the Beast of Borkshire. Ooh, I like that. One I like can that. Only Im- to it. Yeah, one can only imagine how fearsome I'd look, oiled up and gleaming in my homemade wrestling pantaloons. <laughs> Uh, I imagine him, like what, what, maybe he's, like, he maybe he's had like the the singlet, uh, mm-hmm. just like one over the shoulder, kind of like George the Animal Steel. Uh, or was he a, was he just a? I'm not sure. No, not, he I'm, I'm thinking more like thinking more like Andre. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. you. I got you. As a, at this point, I expect RJ searching for a sharp implement to poke out his mind's eye. Is that true, RJ? It's not the it's not the mind or the eye poking something else out. If you know what I mean. I enjoyed last week's show about Coco the Talking Gorilla and your discussion about animal behavior and intelligence, especially Mm. your mention that pigeons are smart birds. I knew crows are clever, but I'd always believed pigeons were super dumb until a few Mm. years ago. (laughs) Sitting outside my work, I noticed the reception guy walking toward the building to start his shift. Immediately, a flock of pigeons swooped down and waited patiently on the pavement in front of the entrance. Five minutes later, he came out again with a bag of birdseed, which he sprinkled among them. Turns Mm -hmm. out, they gathered every day at quarter to eight on nearby rooftops and flew down en masse for their breakfast when they spotted Mr. Reception Guy. Out of the Mm -hmm. dozens of people entering the building, shows how much I knew... After the Coco mm-hmm. movie came out, Francine Patterson became a worldwide media celebrity as the woman who can talk to animals. She was driving to a press event in New Zealand when her car began to overheat. She pulled into a farm, and, and while the farmer filled her radiator, she wandered around the enclosures. You've been talking to my livestock, joked the farmer. Yeah, she laughed. The cows and pigs tell me you're a very kind man. And the sheep say, mm-hmm. those sheep are all fucking liars, said the farmer. <laughs> Interesting. See, th- see this. That's a direct th- th- quote. Right? Th- this. This is. This is why Oliver Granger is upset. I see. I see. Okay, guys. It is possible I made that last bit up. Regards, mm. R O Beagle. That's my backup wrestling name. R O Beagle. Mm. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good too. R O Beagle. Beagle. Special move could be the Eagle's Claw. Ooh. How, how does one perform the eagle's claw? It's like it's like a, a hit, maybe like a mandible claw from the top rope. Like, like Ooh, here, like a cross body off the top rope. Oh, instead of a choke slam, it's straight from the face. Goozle. I like that. We got a lot of good ideas here. Big ideas. Was Big. this about pigeons? I I, I got kind of lost in the talking animals part of this story. Uh, we talked about like animal stuff last week, and uh, I think I think I mentioned how there's like European towns that taught like pigeons to um pick up cigarette butts, oh. and they drop them into the feeders, and then like bird feed comes out when you drop the cigarette. I think I talked about that last. I week. don't even know 
if I remember you talking about that, but we did. Maybe I didn't we, talk about that. It's, but I, I do remember going through the top 10 smartest animals Well, we talked list. about crows for sure. Yeah, and we did talk about pigeons. Crow, and you, and crows you, are really and smart. You, Scrub jays are smart. I, I can't remember the pigeon talk, to be yeah. honest. Okay. I got but, bogged yeah. down thinking about the Toppins part of Mary Poppins. Mm, that happens too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's that it for the too. emails. Thank mm. you, everyone. Uh, that leaves the matter, of course, of what you've been creeping on this week. I, for one, have done no creeping beyond mm-hmm. the uh, the May Harryhausen um, slog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I barely really getting through that, but I'm hopeful this coming week I will uh, it'll be fruitful and it'll conclude. I think there's like I'm over halfway through it now. And, I think you and uh, me are at the same spot, actually. Mysterious Island? Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, next yeah. up is the 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 Big Daddy, uh, an, mm. an, another famed uh, British pro wrestler, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Uh, not, not to be confused. Big Daddy Berkshire. Not, not, not well. Not to be confused with Big Kev. Well, you don't want to mess with Big Kev. No. You don't want to mess. No, with no, Big no, Kev. no, no, no. Uh, well, but yeah, Jason and the Argonauts is coming up next, and I, that one I think uh, is a is a gooder. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I too. Jarrett have not done very much creeping as uh, I am also into the May Harryhausen. So unfortunately for uh, guest JP, uh, you don't really have much to listen to because uh, in May we do stuff and uh, <laughs> takes up a considerable I, I, amount of time. I, I was actually hoping to see uh, you know, sometime in the last two weeks, Northman <laughs> talk about some Vikings because I know mm. uh, JP is a, a Vikingsman. But it mm-hmm. uh, didn't happen. But it is coming to the second run theater here in like three days. So I think, I think it's on. I think it's happening. I think it's on the horizon. I think well, that I mean... and Morbius hit uh, digital recently. Ah. So I am quite anxious to get away from these obligated films and yeah. onto those fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really cinema. wanted to make it to <laughs> everywhere. Uh, everything, everything, everywhere, everything, all at once. once. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Was not able to get to the theater in time for that, but um, hopefully sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I th- I'm really curious what you think of it because I I do think it uh, has like a 1999 feel to it in a good way. So mm-hmm. I think I think I th- I think that's why a lot of people are loving it so so much. Mm. But interesting, you never know. You never know. Uh, 1999 is that like isn't the year the, the the year of when good movies came out <laughs> like we're like uh-huh. where it's like a lot of like man these are really good movies I think this movie has that that uh, it feels like a vibe oh, it has a vibe to it RJ you know about vibes I've heard about vibes yeah I've heard about vibes hey uh-huh. uh, RJ I don't know if you noticed uh, a couple weeks ago um, the, that a a suicide prevention uh, group reached out uh, to us on Instagram. I, I did notice that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I didn't take them up, but maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should, do you know? Because we can be on board for the suicide prevention. That's right. I know there's at least one person from New Zealand <laughs> that would like us to do that. So Absolutely, I bet. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, just saying. <laughs> but we're with you, buddy. There's always hope. <laughs> there's always hope. Yeah. Uh crikey 
So, JP, what do you, what have you been creeping on? Yes. All right, I got a few things to talk about. Uh, we'll start with that uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, you guys know I'm a big MCU guy, so mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, and I wasn't into the comic books growing up, but did like all the cartoons. So I like my comic book movies getting pretty crazy. Kind of res- tired of the kind of the restrained um, style of maybe the old Spider-Man movies from the 2000s where you had like only one bad guy and one hero. So kind of seeing everything plus the kitchen sink th- thrown at the stuff is quite nice. Um, okay, so. Did you watch WandaVision? Uh, I did. Okay, so did you not think... until they made the? Uh, remember when Twitter went Twitter went crazy when um, what was it? Uh, the X Men guy showed up. Yes, Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yes. In yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's when I jumped on board. Okay. Um, that ended up being a big troll, but um, <laughs> proceed. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, I've read that some people were like. Because like I, when I saw the trailer for this with RJ when, at the Batman, uh, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like I felt like I'm like, there's a huge swath of this that I'm like, you have to be watching. Uh, obviously, Wanda because like when I was there, there was these people in the rows like I don't know, like a row of like I don't know, high school girls and they were all like really excited about this. And I'm like, what the fuck are they responding to? I'm like, I guess it's the TV show because everyone's watching all this stuff. And I do think it is curious because this is like something that probably people have been wanting forever. And like they kind of did it with that Agents of Shield show where they were the idea behind it was, oh, you watch this show and you're actually going to see like the the interstitial stuff between the movies. But I don't think it really worked that great from my understanding. And again, I haven't watched anything since I watched like half hour Black Panther and Civil War, whatever that movie was, the Captain mm-hmm. America one. Um, that's it. That's, that's, those, that's those, those are the last two Marvel movies I've watched. But uh, I was curious to the one vision thing where it's like apparently really was entwined with that story. But then you have like Sam Raimi claim, well, I never even watched the show or something like that. And people are like, what <laughs> does that's how, how, how could that happen? But I don't know this, these, these movies are made in such a peculiar way. Um, and that clearly that they, they know exactly what they're going to make. And then once in a while, like, it seems like the, the director will get some stuff in where people are like, Oh, this is like totally deadites and, uh, like evil dead ish sort of stuff. I I saw some some people saying that Doctor Strange and the multi multiverse of madness is like oh it's a little little strong for kids it's a little violent but I'm curious uh, if you agree with that uh, um, claim did you think this movie was um, too too hardcore my, for a seven year old um no not for a seven year old um my boys are quite uh, fans of the scary cinema. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, quirky, Raimi-esque, um, PG-13 level um, kind of frights there. So mm. manageable in my uh, humble opinion. But yeah. we have a pretty high tolerance there. Yeah. Um, have you all seen uh, Deadpool 2? Nope. No. Okay. So in this, we get that, that prototyp- prototypical character that uh, Doctor Strange needs to like help save from the bad guy kind of deal. Okay. Um, in this movie, her name is America. 
uh, quite interesting. Yeah, and she has uh, star-shaped portals that allow her to instantly travel from one universe to another, but she does not know how to control it. So um, usually... Oh, that character, well, um, that... America Chavez. I remember America when this. Chavez. I remember when this comic book came out, and I was like, "Who's gonna buy this comic book?" <laughs> People now will. Oh yeah, I bet you it's uh, going for hundreds of dollars. Hmm? Continue. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind her too much in this, um, since like Strange is kind of wrapping his mind around the multiverse as well. It's not like. Strange is like the smartest guy in the room and everyone else is stupid. They're all kind of kind of catching up there. So didn't mind that character. Uh, Scarlet Witch, spoiler, it's the big bad. Um, kind of cool to see um, a character that's had that much development um, just be like, hey, time to um, Turn heel. throw some shit down as she uh, wants to uh, get some kids that don't exist um, and steal them from a Wanda from another universe. Uh, I actually saw this in 3D, which was highly recommended. And yeah, I enjoyed some of the crazy visuals in 3D. Uh, Nice framey touches. Um, I had not seen all the trailer stuff. So there's the uh, Professor X cameo, which took me off car, which was kind of cool. And then uh, who plays uh, Mr. Fantastic? Jim. uh, Yeah. Yep. Jim. In the office. Yeah, those were kind of throwaway cameos, but um, I mean, overall, I really liked the, all the action that went into it, so thought it was a good time. Uh, you can buy the first appearance of, um, uh, or the first issue of uh, American Chavez's comic book series, CGC graded at 9.8 for a mere $200 after shipping, RJ. Where'd RJ go? I don't know. I guess I guess he's he went to uh, order his copy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what else you got for me, Justin? As RJ is vanished. Right. Uh, just a quick note on our road trip, which is pretty much the uh, 2000s teen comedy you remember, but it's made quite weird and quirky with uh, the addition of Tom Green oh, yeah. and that snake. Um, so that was a good uh, Sean William nice Scott movie. Brecken Meyer, mm-hmm. wow! I I saw this in theater. I must say, because two thousand was a different period. I was uh, I was definitely in high school when this came out. In the, yeah, th- in, in, in the uh, thick of great al- off off of uh, American Pie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. From the head, that from the director of Joker. Oh yeah, you know Todd Phillips, baby. Yeah, Doctor Strange. But hey, RJ, did you yeah. do, do you know who the director of Road Trip is? Road Trip? Are we off to Doctor Strange? We are. Oh, okay, I was gonna ask uh, JP. Uh, did uh, did uh, we'll talk about Road Trip in a second because that's a terrific movie. But uh, did the cameos of Doctor Strange live up to all the hype? Um, no, not really. Okay, and uh, a couple alternative questions. Uh, did the devil? Have you seen The Devil Rides Out? I haven't. Is that an no. angry film? It's a horror. It's a hammer horror. Oh, okay. Yeah, and because as Jarrett has pointed out, it is the, the best, the, the best Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange movie. movie. That's right. Um, oh. Just, just mentioning. <laughs> I thought. Uh, and then, I... while the Marvel stuff's brought up, JP, have you seen Moon and Night? I have not. 
No. Are you going to watch Moon Knight? Um, There's the no connection to I anything. I saw was uh, Loki, so I still need to get caught up on whatever the... Uh, um, gosh, I can't... The, the, the Archery Boy. Uh, Hawkeye. 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 I need to watch the Hawkeye show and yeah, so now we'll get caught up. Not much of a serious guy, but trying to keep up with the MCU stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, just wanted to check. And yes, Jared, I do know that the director of Joker was also the director of Road Trip, Very good. which is a terrific film. Are we talking about Road Trip? We are. Nice. <laughs> Anything to say about Tom Green, RJ? Uh, he's a Canadian icon. We invented them. Yeah, we also Canada also invented basketball. In case you guys didn't know, um, do you peach remember, baskets. R- RJ, do you remember uh, Tom Green's character's name in Road Trip? I do not. What was it? Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. See, that's the kind of humor. That's the kind of subtle humor, Jared. That uh, we don't get in movies anymore. Now we're talking about calling messages on landlines. You know, it's skewering. Skewering, skewering politics. Are you a uh, you guys big Breck and Meyer fans? Uh, no. <laughs> you know oh, he's a star of Road know, Trip. You know who's also in Road Trip? Uh, well, I know um Breck and Meyer is uh Fred Ward, recently Fred Ward. deceased. Fred oh, Ward, yeah. star of Tremors. Yeah, yeah, he uh. Who's he in Road Trip? Oh, he plays uh, one of the kids' dads. Yep, and he's like yep. kind of like following them. Dad. Yeah, you know what he? Uh, oh, you know who? Who's, just... You know, you know whose daddy also plays RJ? Who? Joe's dad. In, in Joe Young. Joe Dirt. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. It's he's like... uh, Joseph Dirt mm-hmm. in that one. Yeah. Right, that's not true. Uh, yeah, Fred Ward's in that. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. There's a lot of wrestling. Or not a lot, but there's some wrestling talk in Road Trip, Jarrett. Do you know that? I don't remember. That sounds about right. Wrestling was uh, yeah, riding high still. When he's cramming for his exam at the end, they relate yep. everything back to wrestling. They related all the wrestling. There's also, Jarrett, you might like, there's some Jim Jones-esque cult action in Road Trip. Well, I did, uh, while you were away, purchasing your CGC copy of uh, America, yes. um, a 9.8 for $200. Mm-hmm. Um that I have seen Road Trip and I saw it in theater. Oh, good for you! I, I remember you. nothing about it, but I didn't think it was very funny. I I rented it on VHS, Jared. There's a French toast scene, Jared. Man, it'll get you going. Am what? I right, JP? Oh gosh, that was putrid. How well, yeah. how, how was the turn by Andy Dick as motel clerk? It's one of the best I've yeah. seen. Yeah, he's um. Oh, apparently, he's Jim- quite the dick. Yeah, apparently he's a sex pest too. Uh, he's uh, yeah. been alleged to be uh, just this past week. Uh, I see. I, I, I do see that uh, uh, Todd Berry. Um, yeah. Who I think is most famous for showing up on the Louis C.K. Show. Um, also, another uh, gr- gr- another uh, group of pests. Um, yeah, I see Jimmy Kimmel's Corky the Dog voice. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big, big times here. Huge, huge. Incredible. So yeah, Road Trip's awesome. When are you going to rewatch it, Jarrett? <laughs> uh, one of these days. 
Okay. It's on Netflix. I'll take it. I'll take it. There you go. Uh, what else you watched, JP? I saw uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Ghidorah. Uh, Ghidorah. Yeah, and I, I hated that movie. I, I saw. I saw. Oh, I saw. I saw. He gave it a big one and a half stars, which is let me tell you, folks, that's something for Justin Peterson. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah. usually rate under three. I have to hate a movie to go under three, and I hated this movie. Uh, the first cool. hour of human fluff is nonsense. Uh, you get to the big fight at the end; it's pretty underwhelming. Just watch uh, that CGI fest, King of the Monsters. It's the same thing, just done. Way cooler, man. Welcome to Godzilla movies, where you see the human side and you say, I don't want to watch the human side of this yeah. stuff. But it's an unfortunate reality of Godzilla films. You know what I mean? And people complain about, you know, us Americans wanting to watch, uh, or North Americans wanting to watch the dub. And it's because the dub makes it kind of more palatable because it's a little silly. It doesn't match the lips and so forth. So I see what you're saying. Two cents there. See what you're saying. All right. Um, flipping the page to something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Son of Sal. Have you seen this oh. uh, quite depressing uh, film about that uh, that Holocaust event? Mm-hmm. Jared has. I, I have seen Son of Sal. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, that is a great piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It had been off my radar for a long time. But, you know, with the soul-crushing cinema, I uh, tend to, uh, you know – I want to watch it, but, you know, he's got to get the nerve. And this wasn't quite as brutal as yep. what I was expecting. Actually, so the premise here is there's this uh, this Jewish man in, in uh, Auschwitz, and he's in charge of pretty much cleaning up the mess of all the, uh, you know, lifeless bodies all around him, you know, quite sorrowful stuff. Um, but he's numb to it. So you kind of all – you see these horrors kind of in the background and – the whole time he's on this hopeless pursuit to give this boy who um, basically had a miracle survival only to get it um, smothered out of him instantly, a proper burial, and not even that can go right. So Son of Saul, I mean, it's not fun to watch Holocaust movies, but mm. probably something you should do. You know, um, have you guys tagged all the World War II movies in The Creep as such? I Because well, there's probably I, the ones we've seen so far. Yeah, well, I, I tag um... – all the World War II movies I watch, so I, I mean I have been. So any anything that I've watched in the Criterion collection that's been World War Two is been tagged as World War Two. Okay, I'll have to check out that list and cross reference because um, probably the creep is at least fifty percent World War Two films. There's a mm. quite a bit. Uh, yeah, there's been like, well, especially like with the. Um, Oh, what's his name? Louis Maul. I mean, he he. There was like uh, two out of three World War Two. Uh, Canterbury Tales. Oh, we had April off. We had April off, and then actually, it wasn't since uh, when uh, you were on the last so from Lacombe, Lucien. The, the last World War Two movie I watched was when you were on when we watched Run Silent, <laughs> Run Deep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ooh. Yeah, and then before that, it was the. Um, Oh god, what's that guy's name? That trilogy, Ashes and Diamonds. Uh, Andre Wajda, mm-hmm. uh, that trilogy, and yeah, there's it's represented. I mean, definitely, oh. kind of a big deal. Yeah. What else you got for us? Mm-hmm. Um, I revisited a childhood favorite, uh, that Disney's Robin Hood. Um, mm-hmm. rewatched that with my youngest son. 
holds up quite a bit. Uh, great music and action scenes. Uh, still one of my faves. Um, and just to kind of legitimize myself here, I did rewatch Aladdin recently. And that kind of went down a notch. Aladdin's kind of a tool in that movie. So I kind of mm. picked up on that and was not as happy about that. But Robin Hood is good watching with the kiddos. Um, I watched Up, um, which I know, J.D., you're quite the fan of Up, right? Uh, I mean, I've seen it once uh, mm-hmm. and I liked it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't. I mean, it's kind of the same thing for me with, like, Pixar stuff, though. I just I watch them. I go, that was cool. And then I just never really watch them ever again. Mm. Uh, so I watched this on a uh, Cub Scout campout projected up on our uh, equipment trailer. So that was kind of a fun setting to um, experience this movie. Um, has a lot of charm. That first 10 minutes is quite fantastic. Quick visual storytelling. But you know, it kind of gets off the deep end for me at the whole bird part. Um, don't meet your heroes. Yeah, it's kind of wacky. And talking dogs, flying biplanes and zeppelins and yeah it's quite the it's quite the thing to see and uh i think it's kind of overrated but it does have charm so i guess people like that and people love dogs squirrel squirrel Squirrel. i'm I'm curious what the right now on letterbox looking at average rating what are the highest so coco is the highest rated pixar film followed okay. which i think is a recency thing um mm-hmm, like because uh then you got toy story so that's not a recency thing ratatouille mm-hmm. uh it's my favorite well i mean wait till you see everything everywhere justin let me tell you uh there's Walt, some ratatouille in that well you'll see it's you'll see there's uh, with a twist call me intrigued yeah wall e Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kit Bull is must be one of the shorts. Uh, the Incredibles, which yes. I've never seen, and there's there's mm-hmm. uh, there's up, and everything after that is below. Uh, I don't know. Loon. What's the lowest rated? Do you think? So you've never seen Incredibles, huh? That's a pretty good show. Probably um, the Good Dinosaur. Uh, did the Incredibles? Oh, Cars Two is down there too. Incredibles, mm. Incredibles Two did come out, huh? It did a couple years ago. Huh. Interesting. Ooh, now that, you know. Now I know. I that yeah. <laughs> there was a Toy Story four. Yeah, I yes, and uh, and, and there, there was a Toy Story four. Wow, I'm just going down the list here. So, is Brave's kind of a is that not like a Disney movie as well? I mean, it's they're all the same. That's Disney Pixar. Pixar. Yeah, Disney Pixar. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find the lowest. What about Shrek? Uh, Cars 2, I think, looks like it is the lowest rated feature film, which sounds about right. That, that movie's always kind of had a rough reputation uh, with the with the, that with the whole audience. Uh, yeah, there you go. By quite a bit, actually. Weird. You can't win them all, Jared. Can't win them all. But yeah, you know, I haven't seen Robin Hood forever, but I love... Uh, because it's Baloo as Friar Tuck, right? It's a big bear, so mm-hmm. it's, it's the same ballpark. But yeah, it's like because it's like kind of like it's a Baloo the, style. The, bear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always think of it's Baloo. Like the yeah. I always think of uh, there's like the one um, uh, 
manga artist uh, Soma Tezuka, he basically just recast characters in mm-hmm. all of his. He had like a cast, so the idea like this is his actor, and I used to think of his Baloo the bear, and he's just like, oh, he's playing Friar Tuck in this movie, or um, what's his name? Is it he's Baloo in Tailspin? Tailspin, yeah, but which is just the Jungle Book mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you see the same characters pop up, and the idea is that like they're they go back to their their day to day lives and they're not performing for us as cartoon characters, a la something out of a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Tailspin, that's a high quality show like Rescue Rangers. The, Join that one. The, hey, the uh, yeah, that uh, Ducktales on period. I mean, I think my jumping off point as a as a kid was Goof Troop. Aw, Goof Troop's good, dude. You should give Goof Troop. I was a uh, too old, too old for Goof Troop. Even Darkwing Duck was sort of a transition point out for me, even uh, though it was superhero <laughs> duck action. Uh, you, I would have thought you would have been the biggest Darkwing Duck guy. It's got all the confluence that you like. And, Darkwing Duck is wicked, and, dude. And it's got fedoras. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think I meant by confluence? <laughs> I, I know. Were you aware of the, the, Mighty Duck, the Mighty Ducks uh, sitcom they made? The animated, animated one. Yeah, and, where like they're these yeah, that was huge cool. hockey player ducks, whatever. Yeah. Oh man, I like that. We had I... some of the toys when we were kids. Yeah, that thing was cool. They were all like huge ducks. Jesus, what a ugly looking cartoon! I totally remember the giant oh, one wicked. with the the duck bill yeah. mask. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, he's wicked. Whew, hideous. This is like. <laughs> it's so late nineties. Nose dive was my afternoon as well. Yeah, nose dive flash blade. What a name. Oh yeah. Remember Street Sharks? I do. You guys you guys remember Street Sharks? Oh, Street Sharks was the coolest. I had the Street Sharks truck. Oh. Fuck that was cool. Two they, got, they squeezed two seasons out of it between se- September sixth Street Sharks of uh Mighty Ducks. Oh, oh I think Street was Gargoyles was also part of that whole afternoon block? Oh yeah, Gargoyles yeah. was the shit. Gargoyles. Oh yeah, I remember Burger King came up with Gargoyles toys. They were super cool. Like if you put hot water or cold water, they would turn to stone. Like in the show. Oh man, Gargoyles was good shit. Yeah, and I think it was Burger King. It could have been McDonald's. Gargoyles toys. Well, it seems like always McDonald's did the Disney See? toys, but. See Burger King, Burger King, huh? Yeah, Burger King. Yeah, you were Burger King toys, Jared. You were Burger King toys. You were wicked. You poured a thing. Actually, BK Kids Club. BK Kids Club. Let's check out McDonald's. McDonald's Gargoyles toys. Yeah, they were maybe McDonald's, Jared. Yeah. I think they both had them to be honest. Uh, no, actually, I just typed in Gargoyles fast food toy, and it's 1990. Actually, whoa. Yeah, it is Burger King. It is Burger King. 1995 Burger King Gargoyles, The Stone Warriors. Oh, yeah. It's, it was cool stuff. It was cool stuff. Yeah, you put a water on it and it changed colors too. It's pretty cool. I, I remember uh, having from... Pretty you know, cool. The only time I ever ate at Burger King ever as a kid, because I, I, before I ate it and realized how terrible their food is, I remember they had Super Friends drink cups. That's pretty cool. Do you want to go to Burger King next week, Jarrett? No. No. You don't want to go to Burger King? No. Justin, do you want to go to Burger King with me next week? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? You swing by. Okay. We'll make a plan. We'll make a date. Yeah. This, this is so, this, when I was a a little kid, I wanted, this Mm -hmm. way, I was like, I want to go to Burger King, guys. I want a, I don't know who this bad guy is, 
because uh, there was mm. it was Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, and this guy that was like he looks like Skeletor, whatever his name is, but and a then, beefier one. But then I was like, who is this? And I, I, for a very long time, I thought it was Dark Seed from Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? Dark Seed. That's right. Yeah, yeah Dark Seed. Dark Seed. And then I learned yeah. later, later learned it was Dark Side. And I went, no, that's not right. The more you know. The more you know. So, did you? Do you still have one of these cups? God, no. Oh, when? I, I had, I, Would you I, throw that out? No, I mean, I don't know. It got tossed at some point. It got, it got tossed. It's like, it's like you don't care about memories, dude. <laughs> memories aren't objects, RJ. I still have my uh, Batman Forever McDonald's mugs, the glass ones, the little guys. I, I, I have like, a, I, mean, I have like a twelve pack. I, I already have too much uh, crippling. Uh, nostalgia when it comes to objects. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, 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 don't. I, I don't need Burger King drink cup things. No, you do. Those are the ones you do need. <sighs> nah, I'm good. I'm That's good. the one you do need, Jared. It's a new character I'm doing for the podcast. Yeah, it's it's still uh, being workshopped. It's the one you do need. I don't. I'm not sure what it is, but I'll no. figure it out. I'm scared though. So what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about movies. And then we oh. stopped. And we, well, we talked about Pixar, and that was it. And uh, that is, that's where we've left off. So, yeah, that's creeping, I think. Nice. Star Trek talks over. Ooh, baby. It feels, it feels good. It's sad. I, I miss Star Trek. Star Trek. There's no Patreon exclusive inside looks here tonight? Nope. Nope. You're off, oh, no, you're off, you're off that we're in particular the... hook. <laughs> we're in the middle of the May Harryhausen, so you kind of caught us at the... Uh... An intricate time. Yeah. It's delicate. Delicate. Um, intricate but, time. But I can, I guess, throw to uh, to what what news is there to discuss in the world today in the cinematic arts? Uh, I got one. I, yeah. Go Hit for it. it. Did you know She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, is a thing? It's coming to Disney Plus. I kind of knew that mm-hmm. was a thing. Yes, I had mm-hmm. heard. Oh I heard things. I mean, I have read a couple <laughs> She-Hulk comic books. I've read a Not bunch. A of, lot. I've read uh, some Dan Slott uh, She-Hulk comics. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a real thing. I remember when they announced this, I was like, oh, that's cool, because uh, I thought Moon Knight announcement was cool. I thought She-Hulk announcement was cool. I was like, I don't know if it'll be like good or anything, or if any of them would be good. But uh, I think She-Hulk is kind of neat. What do you think, Peterson? Are you going to watch it first day, binge it all one night? Just Well, the thing with Disney Plus is they uh, they go week by week back to that oh. old style that we know and love of episodic television. Um, yeah. It looks gotcha. pretty quirky, uh, pretty stupid, and mm-hmm. the CGI don't look, doesn't look very good. But, I've heard um, people say that. I'm curious to uh, give it a whirl. It looks uh, even quirkier than what they've done, so... Let's see how quirky they can get. I uh, I didn't realize that. I just saw something on Twitter or something. It was like, She-Hulk's uh, CGI looks bad. Sure, but... And I was like, it's bad? I was like, Marvel's putting out bad CGI now? Okay. So it seems like that's a uh, popular uh, opinion. Is uh, It's like, oh, this don't look good. Don't, don't look Legend. nice. Um, don't look too good. I've got some August releases announced by Criterion for you. These have okay. got to be some of the deeper cuts uh, in the Criterion Collection in one single month that I've seen, I don't know, maybe since we've been doing the show. Okay. They really like those 
the Safdies, huh? Yes, they've, they're they're getting more into that Safdie uh, brothers who, business. Uh, who doesn't? They're going to be putting out da- Daddy Long Legs, um, which is cool. It's got. Uh, it's like, cool. I like that. The is that actually a cartoon? No, it's no. like it's live no, it's action. Not. It's and it's depressing. It's a it's a it's about a bad dad, a real bad mm-hmm. dad in New York City. Uh, the one that looks like I think the cover actually is really striking is Frownland, and it's a movie I don't know anything about by Ronald Bronstein. Uh, it's from two thousand. Oh, sure. It's from two thousand seven. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all the same reaction. It's conversation between Bronstein and filmmaker Josh Safdie. But I don't have no idea what this is. Uh, it is going to be spine 1137. That's a long ways away. So let's find out what Fran Lund's about. Because I'm, again, curious about this Frankenstein-looking cover. A nightmare, transmish- or, yeah, a nightmare transmission from the grungiest depths of the New York indie underground. The visceral, darkly funny, and totally sous-generis debut feature from Ronald Bronstein is a dread-inducing vision of misfit alienation at its unhinged extreme. In a maniacal performance of almost frightening commitment full Jared Leto here. Dory Mann plays Keith, a disturbingly maladjusted social outcast and self-described troll whose neuroses mm. plunge him into an unstoppable spiral of self-obliteration as his crummy coupon-selling job, pitiful living situation featuring the roommate from hipster Brooklyn Hell, and last remaining human relationships disintegrate around him. As captured in the grimy expressionistic grain of Sean Prince or Sean Price Williams' claustrophobic camera work, Frownland is a DIY cinema at its most fearless, uncompromising, and unforgettable. That sounds like some real sad bastard cinema, if you ask me. It's the longest description I've ever heard. It's pretty, pretty, it's pretty typical. Oh no, it's the longest died. description I've ever heard. Justin yeah, he, died. Justin's, Justin, we watched Justin on the Intercontinental Facts. Oh no. We might get him back one it's, day. It's like the, the papers uh, started to uh, catch. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a thing. Just got to keep an eye on that. Uh, okay, what else we got here? So, uh, Frownland's got the thumb of question. Of, I'm kind of curious about it. How about hmm. uh, Jessica Bashir's Faya Dai? Sure. It's got a very striking cover, too. A sublime work of personal vision. The debut future by the Mexican-Ethiopian filmmaker Jessica Bashir is a hypnotic documentary immersion in the world of Ethiopia's Aroma and Harari communities, places where one commodity, cut, a euphoria-inducing plant once prized for its supposedly mystical properties, holds sway over the rituals and rhythms of everyday life. As if under the influence of the drug itself, Fayadai unfurls as intoxicating, trans-state cinema capturing intimate moments in the existence of everyone from the harvesters of the crop to people lost in its narcotic haze to a desperate but determined younger generation searching for an escape from the region's political strife. The director's exquisite monochrome cinematography, each frame a masterpiece sculpted from light and shadow. There you go. And the Mm. film's time-bending elliptical editing create a ravishing sensory experience that hovers between consciousness and and dreaming and this film is from a year ago 2021 it's it's brand new hot off the presses and now joining the criterion collection but you know what's uh an oldie but perhaps a goodie 
is mm-hmm. 1972's Buck in the Preacher, directed by and starring Sidney Poitier. This is a uh, a black western, RJ. One of my favorites. With his rousingly... I've been asking it for years. Uh, everyone has. With his yeah. rousingly entertaining directorial debut, Sidney Poitier helped rewrite the history of the western, <laughs> bringing black heroes to a genre in which they had always been sorely unrepresented. Combining boisterous buddy comedy with blistering black power era political fury, Poitier and a marvelously mischievous Harry Belafonte star as a tough and taciturn wagon master and an unscrupulous pistol-packing preacher, in quotation marks, who mm. joined forces in order to take on the white bounty hunters, threatening a westward-bound caravan of recently freed enslaved people. A superbly crafted revisionist landmark, Buck and the Preacher subverts Hollywood conventions at every turn and reclaims the Western genre in the name of black liberation. Yeah, of course. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Who hasn't? Oh, no. I wonder how many of the sources they have floating around at that Criterion office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one more here. Uh, Marcel Carnet. Remember him, RJ? No. Why should I? Oh, because we've talked about him. When? Uh, this year. When? Uh, when we talked about... See, even you don't remember. Port of Shadows. Remember Port oh. of Shadows with your, with your boy, Jean Gabin? Jean Gabin. Yeah, that movie was fine. What's the oh no? Oh, look, there's another Marcel Carnier from 1938. Uh, One day, we'll have to watch. I look forward to you. Yeah. Jerry, you, anything you announce as new criterions, you know we're not going to be alive at that point. Oh. Stop pretending we will. You know it's not happening. You know what I mean? I know. I know. wonder what the first round of new criterions you ever announced was. Us? Ah, uh, I know we're nowhere near it yet. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what a movie is. That's tr- very true. You know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was some other news item, but I can't remember what it was. But that's okay. Life goes on, you know. Mm. You know. Life finds a way. Uh, Net Netflix. Might not be around in like a year or something. Seems like we'll see. They're in a real death spiral, perhaps. It's fine. Disney will buy it, and then it'll all go on to Disney. Oh, cool. Like, is that not probably what's going to happen? Yeah, we'll see. Well, I was hearing they they would have broken even if it wasn't for cutting off the Russian market. They mm. would well, yeah. I mean, because they, they, I did see that they had cut was seven hundred thousand accounts or something like that, and then they wound yeah. up losing. But I mean, that still would have only been like a growth of five, like half a million, which would have been pretty bad anyway. And I think a lot of these uh, investor types are looking for reasons to move their money around. And if you if you're not making with the those dividends, they're they're gonna they're gonna pick up stakes and move to the next. Uh, I don't know. Whatever they're gonna buy CGC comics, I guess. I don't, mm. That's what. Well, I mean, the only thing about that too is like, if Netflix didn't drop the Russian market, then they would have lost other subscribers because 
they didn't do it, right? Nah. Mm-hmm. Probably not. No? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Russia. Yep. Am I right? Oh, yeah. those Russians. We just want to talk about a movie? A real, sure. The real deal? Well, yeah, after the break, um, we're we're going to check out the church just down the street. Because we're th- mm. we're three pilgrims, podcast Ooh. pilgrims. What a great title for a podcast! Nice. Ooh. Imagine that. What a great show. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about A Canterbury Tale from 1944, directed by Powell and Pressburger, and we're joined by friend of the show, Justin Peterson. Hi, mm-hmm. Justin. Oh, hanging, <clears throat> hanging, wow. <laughs> hanging in there still. <laughs> I'm here. Good, you're Thanks here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. No problem mm-hmm. at all. Fart sounds, um, that's great. That's great. There is no synopsis for this film, sadly, but we have a, a very uh, to-the-point uh, synopsis from Letterboxd. Three modern-day pilgrims investigate a bizarre crime in a small town on the way to Canterbury. I, I uh, mm-hmm. My AKA for a Canterbury tale is The Glue Man Cometh. And... What do you mean by that? Well, I'm talking about because this movie is about the glue man. There's a guy running around, RJ, putting glue in ladies' mm. hair. Keeper. Um, yeah. He did what to their hair? He's gluing them. Damn. It's sticky. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when I when I started watching this and this happened, and I read the synopsis, I went, "Oh, this is uh, this is a thing. This is this is what Powell Pressburger wanted to bring to this to this the screen." Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw that you had watched this before I had, and you had uh, tagged this as incel and incel fanfic. And Potentially. Like, hmm, curious, curious. Um, and so uh, my question here, always for our, our guests on episodes like this, uh, Justin, what uh, prompted you to want to come onto the show to discuss a Canterbury tale? I'm assuming that perhaps you're a, a big fan of... Uh, Perhaps the the original um, poem, uh, or uh, maybe you're you're just like you love Powell and Pressburger so much that you're just moved uh, in all these ways to be like, yes, this is one. I have so many things to say about a Canterbury Tale. Or, or is this accurate? Are you a big uh, Chaucer boy? None of the above. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> um, cool. 
so I, yeah, I'd taken a month hiatus from emailing the show, and I was like, you know, I want to make my big return by joining you guys. Uh, we got a ways away from my next appearance with uh, La Hen coming up. Fantastic movie. Um, but I was like, yeah, I've heard of that Chaucer before. Let's see what the uh, Canterbury tale is all about. Pal and Pressburger style. And um, if I even said that right. Yeah, that, this was not the movie I had signed up for. I felt quite <laughs> baited and switched with these illusions of Anglo love. Um, yeah, I'm. this was quite the stinker. So, uh, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Coming see, out see, swinging. See, see, the problem is nice. they, they, they got you on the A Canterbury Tale, not the Canterbury the, Tales. Yeah. See, uh, this is this is one. This is like well, apparently there's uh there was twenty four stories uh, in the original um, Middle English uh, tale from old from you know fourteen hundred, um, and uh, this is this is just like one of the offcuts. I think the, the glue man cometh. Mm-hmm. You know about that, RJ? I've heard of some glue men, but I'm not sure about yeah. the glue men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do believe. Uh, I can't remember if it was before we started uh, recording. Uh, Justin did say, I think this would have been more appropriate for a, a Rob English. Oh, R O Beagle? Mm hmm. R O Beagle? Yeah, he, he was. The Beast maybe, of Borkshire, uh, yeah. The Beast of Borkshire himself. He, he, he could he, have he, been. He could speak to Kent. Board. You know about, Well, maybe. You know about Kent? Potentially. Um, so anyway, there's, there's a surprising amount of films in this genre of "Hey, we're England getting bombarded by the Nazis. America, please come help us." Cinema. Hmm. The Doughboys. You know about the Doughboys? Love those guys. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Pillsbury, so right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I came into this um, not knowing a great deal about it, other than when I read the synopsis, I went, "Oh." Okay, that sounds like some real uh, classic Pal and Pressburger action. I was like, is this going to be some uh, some red shoes, or is this going to be some I know where I'm going? Oh, where'd you fall? Somewhere in the middle? Mm, yes, somewhere in the middle. Maybe leading one way or another. So anyway, um, I, di- I didn't get to do my uh, thorough note-taking that I usually do when I do have time to kind of go through a movie and do a kind of beat-by-beat breakdown and noting amusements. Uh, so RJ's going to have to probably take over here. Uh, but right off the bat, this opens up a little bit of that medieval times, uh, we get, we get, which is, like, always exciting to see people with uh, Prince Adam haircuts and puffy hats. Um, we get a nice scene of a man with his uh, hunting hawk. He launches into the sky that he watches very proudly with his very uh, English nose. And then, whoa, it cuts to a, a plane in the air. We also start with some of that Shakespeare stuff. Did you mention that? Uh, you're doing a thing, a thing with your hands. The Shakespeare <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like, who hoth, doth. Onto the that, that's the that's the middle English, my friend. That is uh, middle English. As 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 a precursor to some of that Shakespeareisman talk. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, but yeah, then we get, but then we do get a throw to. Um, I don't. Train? I'm not sure who wrote the, um, that opening passage where it's like it goes from being like the Chaucer to the, 
like someone trying to do an uh, impression of it, kind of speaking, but it, it doesn't quite work because it's really hard to, I think, write that way and it makes sense to the person writing it. But we get kind of like, ah, but it's over uh, footage of tanks rolling across the... Uh... New kind of pilgrim. Yeah. This, this, Ooh, this, this ain't your daddy's pilgrims. <laughs> um, I'd like to see John Wayne in this film. That would have been... <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, and I'd say so. One of the swerves of this movie is you think that this is going to take place in Canterbury, but only about no, a, no. a quarter. Last fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> less less than a quarter of the film is in Canterbury. Uh, it's all. It's all. It's, it's a big swerve. Some would say that the real story is the journey, Jared. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we pretty well pick up with this idea of like, yeah, there's going to be these. These pilgrims, these these modern day people making their way in the world today, it takes it takes everything you got. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we have an, an American uh, played by a real life soldier, uh, kind of like amateur actor uh, John Sweet, Sergeant John Sweet, um, p- playing our American, and uh, mm-hmm. who's I guess making his way to duty. Uh, he's, got, he, he's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder. His girl ain't ain't been sending letters to him, and he's gonna let you know about it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, he get he gets off at the wrong station, one town over, and there's not gonna be another for until the next day. Uh, but he in a berry. But he makes he makes a go of it, and uh, mm-hmm. and then hijinks ensue. What kind? <laughs> of the glue mankind. Oh, so, shit. Um, after being ad- being admonished by the train station guy uh, for coming off a train as it's leaving, um, he makes he teams up with uh, the the girl uh, who is played by is it Sheila Sim, the shop assistant. Sure, sure. Uh, as Allison sure, Smith, be. it could be. Um, and then the. The other guy is uh, played by Dennis Price as Sergeant Peter Gibbs. Uh, there's some jokes about the direction in which your uh, military insignia is supposed to face. Uh, I believe it's the Americans' faces down and the British point up. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Hilarious. <laughs> Just hilarious. Um, well, it's it's like those aren't quarters. There's shillings. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like. But uh, did you see the did you see the size of that giant like wagon filled with hay? It's, the hay wagon. The, oh yeah. Man, oh don't let OSHA get in there. They'll be uh, saying, "Kid, get, get down from there. You can't you can't be working for your parents no more. You're gonna fall mm-hmm. down, break your neck." That's no good. Don't let those labor laws ruin good no. good honest work. No, don't let them hold you back. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the, they're, they're walking home at night and someone comes running out wearing a uniform and oozes the, the poor, the poor girl. She has to get her hair washed out. Get that, get that, get that. Several girl. times. Interesting. Yes. Um, and then we're, shampoo action. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, then we're, they're off and running. So I will say, um, cause I'm with RJ, I'm going to let you do a little, the rest of this breakdown. This movie, okay. um, uh, is like just gorgeous to look at the cinematography. Yeah. I think the black and white f- images and stuff like that looks so good. And it's so weird. Cause it's like, it's, 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 it's so much better than what this movie needed ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's their, this is their first collaboration with Erwin Hillier. 
um, who they worked with uh, qu- quite a bit, or maybe just this one time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, anyways, oh, he did, of course, work on I Know Where I'm Going, with, you know, with with those archers, Powell and Pressburger. You know them. Right. We know them. We love them. Yeah. But yeah, I was just That's like, it. yeah, there's just like things where it's like, oh, here's a scene of them in uh, a bedroom in the, in the, you know, hotel, essentially, that they're staying at, at the lodgings. And you're just like, my God, it's like so well lit. Uh, you mm-hmm. see like the detail. And this isn't like a, a blowaway transfer or anything like that, but it looks great. But RJ, mm-hmm. continue for me, please. Okay, so where, do you want, where did you leave off? Uh, uh, girlfriend gets glue haired? Go, girlfriend gets glue haired. Yeah, so you were talking about that, that dark bedroom, and there's like the like a little bit of light peering through like the yeah. shades. Yeah, that was a yeah. great looking shot. Yeah. yeah, that's like the the biggest recommend for me for this whole movie is like it, it it looks amazing, and it's like kind of this like nothing kind of story that kind of just like happens, uh, which again mm-hmm. is curious. Like, I I don't know what I was expecting, but it's like such a non narrative with this like non. Uh, dramatic story where you're like, oh, some guy is going after girls and like, but you're like, that's a that's like, a, I mean, you know, one of these guys goes on to make Peeping Tom, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen years later. So I'm like, huh, some weird repressed stuff maybe going on. Maybe I don't know. Are you are you saying potentially incel stuff? Too? I don't know, but you know, but you know, his heart was in the right place. His heart was in the right place. Aren't they all? They all Did you notice the um the office of um what's his name uh Cole Pepper can't yeah Cole Pepper that's yeah. right um yeah the the cinematography in his office like I think there's like Dutch angles and the cameras going every which way oh, yeah. um another visual highlight yeah. oh yeah and then the highlights yeah, stop there <laughs> I uh there's a couple I like when there's the mysterious figure out in the shadows kind of. Like oh, uh, yeah. in, the, in the mist, that's a really cool shot. I like that. Who was one. that? Uh it's undetermined because you. Uh, I think you're, you're led to believe it's the glue man, the glue mm-hmm. man. Which Huge. I gotta say, I didn't look into this movie, and uh, I watched this with Andy, my wife, and uh, we were watching it, and uh, the, we were some the thing happened, and then it, there was the dialogue with the other characters. It's like looks like the glue man's at it again, and Andrew's <laughs> like, hold up. What is this movie about? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. And so, and then there's like ten minutes of people talking about the glue man, and she's like, "What is this?" And I was like, "I don't know." But we're here. Let's check let's, it out. Let's help solve the mystery. So here's the mystery, Jared. The non-mystery. So, uh, so uh, our American soldier gets off the train, and uh, he, he's dang he's dang tired and of not being able to get on another train. And uh, the train constructor is like, "All right, let's." And you got to go to City Hall. You got to talk to Culpepper. And he's like, why? And he's like, that's just the town rules. And he's like, we got a lady here. She got to be escorted back by to a couple of so fellas. By a couple fellas, because no ladies are allowed out under after sundown by themselves. And they're like, why? And it's like, it's just a curfew. All right. So uh, our American soldier, British soldier, who's also at the train station, and uh, British lady go see Mr. Culpepper at the town hall. Mm-hmm. On the way there, she gets glued. Uh, glue in her hair, and uh, a lot of town folk at City Hall are like, "Oh yeah, you, you got you got hit by the glue man." <laughs> and uh, they're, she's like, "The who?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, there's this dude here. 
They call him the glue man. He puts glue in people's hair. So, like, uh, you got to wash that out and stuff. So, and she's like, Thomas Culpepper, cool. uh, described as a gentleman farmer. Gentleman farmer, which I would, uh, you do see hit scenes of him, uh, scything some, uh, some tall grass. So, he is definitely well, a farmer. He could have been like a farmer. Uh, scythe man. Well, I actually, I always, whenever I see scythe, I think of that Ray Bradbury story about the scythe. Where it's like it's the Grim Reaper and he's cutting grass and it's to kill people, mm-hmm. but it's an important job because when he stops, the grass gets overrun and then bad stuff happens. You know, yeah. important job. So, anyways, uh, they go see Culpepper, and uh, Culpepper uh, says to the American soldier guy, "He's like, hey, guess what? I got your hotel room. It's the best place in the hotel. It's on me, buddy. No problem." And American guy goes, golly, gee willikers, that sure is the best thing I ever heard. Uh, so he leaves. He's happy. Lady comes in and she's like, I got glue in my hair. And he's like, yeah, there's this dude puts glue in people's hair. It's a whole thing. And she's like, all right. And then she, did you hear that? Did, did you hear that? And he's like, nah, I didn't hear nothing, girl. Nothing, nothing weird going on up here. I'm definitely not the bad guy. Definitely not the bad guy. And she's like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, so she she's there because she's part of like the farm placement program where it's like, uh, <laughs> which is the best way I could describe it. Land like, girl. Sent, the land girl. Yeah, she goes. She's supposed she's sent there by an agency to work the farm, work the land for the community. And he's like, you know, we you really don't need any more ladies. Kind of need dudes on this one. And she's like, well, I'm here. So you're going you're going to take what you're going to get. Dagnabbit. She even talks with that. Dang yeah. damn it. Yeah, it, it, turn, uh, it turns out this movie is actually set, like, I don't know, in the, the deep south of America. Yeah, you ever it's seen weird. Foghorn Leghorn, Jarrett? Isn't that uh, Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah, this is, uh, that's deep south, baby. That's deep south, I think. JP knows is that all about ac- that. Is that accurate, JP? Kentucky, yeah. It is in the Bible Belt. Yeah, see? See, I know what I'm talking about, Jarrett. Yeah. So anyways... Uh, girlfriend gives a denied job, but she's like, they're like, maybe we'll find a place, maybe we won't. Go to a hotel, you sit, sort it out. Girlfriend such, goes to uh, such, such a strange accent for uh, uh, Chillingborn in, in, well, in, of, in, of Kent. <laughs> allow me to hold my suspenders for a moment here. I was not aware that I would have to lead things tonight, so I am doing. The job are, that is laid out. Are, are you? Are you not the glue man? Are you? Is? Are you? Is in in the glue man? That's what I want to know. So, anyways, they go back to the hotel. Yeah. And uh, girlfriend goes to American guy's uh, door uh, room and just like, hey man, do you really gotta go tomorrow? Because like something's weird here. Everyone's talking about glue men. Women aren't allowed at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Seems like a weird thing, you know. Girls can't go out on their own. There's male tendencies in this town. <laughs> there's, the, uh, there's an implication. There's a, the implication, which is always ever present. And it, uh, our American boy goes, well, golly, I didn't ne- never think nothing was wrong. I was just here for a good time. I was just passing by. Remember remember how uh, he tried to use that? Remember when, yeah. he, remember when he tried to use that mirror? Classic. Yeah, he says, he says, holy smokes. She's like, you should stay a while. And he's like, I don't know if I can, but maybe I will. Uh, So they stay and they, uh, they're like, we're going to investigate the gloom, man. So uh, she she goes to the farm placement, starts talking to the farmers. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, that glue guy, he's fucking nuts. We hate that guy. 
that's the language they used to. Um, and uh, they, they like her spunk and her moxie. And then an American guy comes, and they're like, are you an American soldier, boy? And he's like, yeah, I am an American soldier. I, I do have that on. And he knows about wood. And he knows about wood. Yeah, he, he says, my daddy made, a, Carpenter. made the church, uh, and he put me in a crib made out of Jerusalem cedar. He said if it was good enough for, like, Samson or something, he was like, it was good enough for my baby. Something, somebody <laughs> like Samson. Uh, Samsonite? I was Sam- way Samsonite. off. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Uh, Different so, wood for all throughout the year. That's right. For all. Pine. For all. You know about pine? Pine. wood. Ooh, you got to dry it. You got you to gotta dry your pines, Jared. Don't leave your pine out. Very special easy wood for stick. Christmas time. These farmers yeah. are very impressed with his this guy's knowledge, though. He's like, yeah, he's off, he's the real deal. He's authentic. His, he invites him back. Like, hey, the hey we're, we're having dinner at like midday. You got to come back here. And he's like, all right. It's like, I got nowhere else to be. He said, I, I'll make sure I'll be there for that dinner appointment. You hear? So I'm going to go ask around about the glue man, but I'll be back. So uh, they all talk to him for a bit. And girlfriend, they talk to her for a bit. Find out a, a little bit about their lives. And she's like, well, my husband's out here. And he hasn't written in, but I'm holding out for a miracle. And our American boy goes, you know, I was holding out for a miracle too. My girl, she she said she'd drive me every day, but I ain't got no better for weeks. Weeks on weeks. Oh, sure. The boat got sank. The boat got... And he's like, there are all sorts of excuses. Boat got sank. Letter got misdirected. And he said, you hold out for a miracle your whole life. You're going to be waiting forever. He said, my girlfriend, she gone. You got a boyfriend? And then she's like, yeah, he's dead. And and he's like, oh, sorry to hear that. (laughs) He said, sorry to hear that. That's what happens here in the corpse. Uh, So then there's that. But they're bonding. They're bonding. And they're learning some stuff. They find out that Mr. Culpepper is not just a business agriculture man, but he's also a town council man, maybe the mayor of this town. And he likes and, well, uh, he's, a, he's a pillar of the community. He's a pillar of the community community, and he likes to educate folks on said community and the heritage of the Canterbury t- Trail. Uh, so uh, he uh, they find out he gives us slideshows about <laughs> the Canterbury. Uh, and they're like, well, we're going to go to one of these slides. It's basically a PowerPoint presentation, but yep. they're like, we're going to go to one of these presentations tonight. So it's like, we'll meet back later. So girlfriend goes out, and then she stumbles upon uh, Mr. British soldier men in some tanks. And uh, she's like, how dare you stop me on my horse? And he's like, you know what? We were going to kill you and your horse. <laughs> and, and he doesn't use that language, but he's like, we were about to blow you up, girl. We, we could. Like, so why don't you watch? He's like, we could do it still. If she test us. And uh, she's like, well, you want to come find the glue man with us? And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds cool. Uh, so he kind of gets a leave or something. So a uh, British guy, American guy, and American girl go to the town. And uh, they hear, hear some town history about the Canterbury Trail and the pilgrims and things like that. That's right. And, and they say, this Culpepper guy, he, he sure loves this place. Almost loves it as enough to... Do something to preserve it. You know what I mean? And there's a little bit of uh, shit talking about rivers. Oh, yeah. They really shit talk rivers. Well, well, yeah. uh, yeah, Bob Johnson, Sergeant Bob, uh, he's kind of like, you call that a river? Yeah. He said, you call that a river? That's a stream at best. That's a creek Mm. at best. And you go, all right, dude, whatever. (laughs) You're like, it's water. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. It's supposed to be from Uh, Oregon, too, right? Yeah, the Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. It's a different trail, a sadder trail. 
some would say, but not the saddest trail, because we all know what the saddest trail is, right, Jarrett? The, the one with dysentery? I was going to say, tra- what's that, Trail of Tears? Oh, yeah. Trail of Tears. Come on, come yeah, on. that's the saddest now, one. Now, now we're just, now it's sad, RJ. Now we're all sad. Everything's sad all the time. Uh, so anyways, they uh, go to the PowerPoint, and they're like, yeah, this guy seems suspicious. We should look into him more. Our, the, um, the only suspect. The only suspect from the start. Um, they Then they go to the town idiot, who is a man with a stutter, yep. and they make fun of him for like six minutes, and yeah, you go, both there. okay. Yeah. Uh, a cruel and, picture. Uh, it it is cruel, and then they start to. They're just like, well, hey, wait a minute, this this call Peppa man. They they keep the lights off, you know, because of the bomb, and they don't actually say that, but that's why they keep the lights off. And yep. then they're like, but that town hall light was that on when we got here? Suspicious. Um, so then what happens is a British guy goes to call Peppa's house, meets the mother, mother, and uh, he's like, where were you on these nights? He's like, well, I'm part of the fire, the voluntary fire department. Uh, so this dude just straight up steals the schedule for the fire department where it's like, it's like, that's super obvious. I know he can't take his cell phone out because there's no reception in the countryside, but like it's super obvious that he just flat out stole it. Uh, so he steals it and he's like, it's getting clearer and clearer that this guy might be the guy. Uh, and then uh, girlfriend's hanging out with Call Pepper. They have like a nice stroll in the tall grass. And then the two uh, soldier boys, they're they're having a stroll, and you hear about uh, British guys. Uh, his dream is to be a uh, church organ player, and he's like, I always want to be a church organ player, but I'm in the army now. And they're like, What did you do for a job? And he's like, I was an organ player, but not at a church. And then and you feel sad. You're supposed to feel sad. You're like, because <laughs> like I always wanted to be a church organ player. He was a mere like, cinema organist. Cinema. Yeah, he's like I was a cinema organist instead. And people man, went boo. There's no honor in that, and they're like boo. <laughs> God, you suck. Get out of here. I hope you die. <laughs> so his dream is the the weakest because he's like I wanted to be this kind of organist but I was a different kind of organist and it's not what I wanted and you go alright but uh, church guy or like guys are having a walk in the tall grass they pass these guys they kind of overhear this stuff Uh, so Culpepper kind of knows they're onto him I totally forgot the most the biggest part that should have been cut out of this movie to save this movie 20 minutes is the kids story so oh, American yeah. Soldier enlists the kids who are playing army because they're scouts yeah. or something War to games, go and yeah. like retrieve information. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm sure it was all charming for people who liked this movie it, back it, in the it, 40s. It, it, well, it's like, so this movie came out. It's 1944 when this was being filmed. Yes. Like the war was still happening. Uh, yes, and I'm sure it, it was meant to play real big. In the, yes, yeah, but I, I know why it's there, but it should have been cut because it's 15 minutes at at put this movie at two seven which is too long uh so anyways uh there's a confrontation with cole peppa before they leave town actually not before uh they kind of talk to him and uh, they're like yeah we know what's kind of going on and then uh, they all board the train to canterbury together and they share cable cart and cole peppa's like listen how would you feel if your women were getting ravished by men every single night and you had nothing to do to stop it. And they go, oh, shit. Were these women, like, not consenting to this? And he's like, no, they were consenting. But it was every single night they were getting ravished. And they go, hmm, seems okay. And he's 
It's like, no, nah, it wasn't okay. We had to put glue in their hair, keep them indoors, keep them locked up real tight, like, so that the soldiers couldn't get them. <laughs> He's like, but also the country is beautiful. People should stay here and see the countryside. So that's kind of his rationale, right, Jared? So what? Culpepper? Spoil- yeah, spoiler. Well, Culpepper is I, the glue I, man. Wasn't it like that? Yeah, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Without admitting yeah. it, but yes, it's like uh-huh. there's been one suspect. <laughs> it's him the entire time, and uh, so it's not really a mystery. But uh, there, it's it's because he, <laughs> I believe, he wants to prevent the soldiers from being distracted from his lectures by female company, and I, that's part of it to keep. But he the, was also... and to keep the women loyal yes. to the British boyfriend, so they're not gallivanting about. That that was the one that stood out to me where he's kind of like he's like, well, these handsome men come in and the women can't really help themselves. But it's like, but if you were at war and you came home and, you know, your filly was out every night with a different soldier, would you still want her? It's kind of that's kind of the way he phrases it. And you go, and that's oh, a, shit. That big yikes. Yeah. And he's like, so I had to put glue in there. He's like, because he doesn't say this either, but he's kind of like it was a non-threatening way to keep him indoors for a couple of a, a days because there's a big thing about it. he's like, well. The glue, they're like, well, you got to keep washing it. You got to wash it and wash it for days and days. So it's like, well, the girls had to stay home because they had the glue in there. So anyways, they all know it's him. Uh, and uh, British soldier's like, I'm going to go tell the cops. And Culpepper's like, do whatever feels right, bro. Whatever. <laughs> feels good, man. Uh, so they uh, they get dumped. Um, and a girlfriend goes and finds like a trailer for her dead husband, like a little RV camper thing. And... Uh, an old guy's uh, Culpepper comes. He's like, I thought you'd be here. And then an old guy comes. He's like, hey, man, we were trying to get a hold of you, girl. He's like, your husband's alive. Oh, well, you, that you, guy ain't dead. There is like a passage here before that where it's just like yeah. footage of like Canterbury, which has just been yes. completely bombed to shit. Oh, yeah. She's doing the walkthrough of the town. And she's like, wasn't there? Is is this where the church or like the museum is? And it's like, oh, yeah, the museum was here. It was. And then it's just rubble. And then it's kind of like passing by and everything is just blown up to shit. And you're just like, oh, that sucks. Um, but yeah, she goes to the trailer. She finds out her. her so like Culpepper's whole thing was that he believes in miracles. He's like, I believe that our little town is going to get revitalized. He's like, we can do it. He's like, it's not. a. It's, he's like, miracles are real. And everyone's like, OK. So uh, she goes, she finds out her husband is alive. Miracle. Uh, American soldier meets an another American soldier. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot. I got like seven weeks of mail here from your, from your girlfriend. girlfriend. They were sent to Australia for some r- weird reason. Uh, they're part uh, of the Women's Army Corps. Women's Army from Corps. From Australia. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So miracle. Uh, and then uh, our British soldiers go into the police station to try to rat out uh, Culpepper. And then they're like, oh, yeah, he's at the cathedral. So he goes over to the cathedral and then he meets the organ player. And the organ player's like, he's like, want to play the organ, son? And uh, <laughs> he looks at the camera. Like, and he goes, my we- dream. Uh, so then he starts playing the organ and uh, plays, a little, plays it, a little Bach. Yeah. He plays the most the Dracula cutting. ass song he could in the church. Well, that, that's Glue Man's theme. Oh yeah, that's a little Glue Man for you. That's a little Glue Man for you. So uh, yeah, he plays I love like how the, the go-to organ song in churches has not changed in the last that's a, that's no. nearly hundred years. It's a classic. You know, play a little goth. Ta- uh, Takata and Fugue in D minor. Yeah, just a little goth action. Mm. Um, but yeah. And then uh, the movie just ends. And he decides not, but he decides not to go to the police station. 
Well, yeah. You, let him mean, glue. He says, glue it up, baby. He's like, maybe them girls need to be indoors. And then we think about all the lessons we learned along the way after two hours and seven minutes. Absolutely. By Jove. By Jove. And uh, that's the end of that story, my friend. So, <laughs> yes, I didn't know I needed to recount the glue men, but uh, I tried my best. Dang, nabbit. You, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. I watched this movie. I did. I, I did, too. Um, <laughs> well, I, sometimes I don't, but I watched this movie. <laughs> you watched this one. I did, too. Yeah. I, I'm going to let you in a little secret, JP. Jared, edit this out. I don't always watch these movies. I say I do. But sometimes I'm not really there. You know what I mean? Like mentally, like my, my, my brain's not there. It's yeah. So I, I watch this film. So anyways, that's Canterbury Tale uh, or something like that. Um, I have thoughts. I don't know if you guys want to hear about them. You guys have thoughts. I'd like to hear about them. So whoever wants to go first, Jared, I'm going to swing it back to you, baby. Yeah, I mean, so the first movie that comes to my mind watching this was the the excellent, excellent Best Picture winner, Mrs. Miniver. Which came out two years prior, directed by William Wyler, um, and I mean, it is just like it's it's such a different movie. I mean, it has like a real like I mean, I don't, I don't know if melodrama is the right word for it, but it has like a real arc to it of like uh, there's like actual I feel like struggles, characters have demands and wants, and there's like some sort of stakes uh, in place and real tension, and it really captures sort of the the the, the terror. I guess of like you know the blackouts and stuff like that, and like mm-hmm. not knowing it's like well, small town life during the right, war. yeah, it's super super um, simple but so effective. Great, and one of the, like I think really uh, when I was going through the best picture stuff, I was like, man, this movie's so good. So mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of curious uh, as Canterbury Tales started, and I saw like okay, it's a contemporary movie set during World War Two, and I do know like that. I mean the British film industry was pretty strong uh at this point uh a lot of movies were turning toward um you know a lot of this stuff is all propaganda at the end of the day uh and it's about like uh boosting morale and presenting things so you're you're obviously going to prevent present things in a way for an audience that uh you don't want to like people to be like bummed out really Mm -hmm. um but you also want to like not bullshit people either so Canterbury Tales, curious, because it seems like it's, it's kind of finding this weird balance of like not wanting to talk about it, but at the same time being driven face-to-face with it. Because it's like, it is referencing, you know, the, the Canterbury Tales, which is also this uh, long history that England does have with itself that, I mean, as North Americans, we don't have that much, particularly uh, Creeps villains. We, we have very mm-hmm. little of it. We, we tear our buildings down like instantly. Um, I know, uh, in, in America, there's a, there's a lot more there. Uh, I, th- I think, but it's not like it's, it's hard to, uh, compare to, uh, England's where, where, you know, you have like that, you know, people have these, like these houses, these constru- constructions that have been around for, since like, you know, 1066. And you can like see who's owned a property for, you know, ever since then um and there is like kind of these this 
mysticism when you start going back before that uh sort of these lines between uh, paganism and christianity coming back and forth these changing lines on politics and kings and queens and stuff like that and then you kind of shift into the 20th century and then you have you know the canterbury tale and this is sort of like uh, a modern idea that you know your uh, screenwriters you know the, the archers uh had and uh, i don't know how to think about this movie it's because it's so simple there is no real like drama it's kind of like yeah it's like it's bizarre it's the it's such a strange movie the glue man it's like so like it's like it's, it's just some sort of like it is it, it's, it's, it's some sort of weird like what kind of sex weirdo is this like i'm i'm used to watching duncan style charles bronson movies about <laughs> nude killers and stuff like that they're like nothing's as simple as it is and they escalate this is kind of like no 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 i'm doing this for their own good and it's like oh they are in this like very british way and like the comic like comically british sort of like strange thing and like i think about this movie how it, it actually kind of reminds me of an Edgar Wright movie where mm-hmm. you, you could imagine like this sort of like non arc would, could totally transpire. And like, you could imagine, uh, what, like, not, like what someone could do with the same idea, but probably up it a little bit, give it a little bit of a boost, throw in some, like make it funny, mm. make it funnier. Um, and you know, not so like, oh, I'm watching a movie. I feel like I'm I'm so special that I just get to watch movies at all. Now we live in a world with, you know, 100,000 movies to choose from. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know if uh, Canterbury Tales is going to be uh, at the top of my list. Uh, it's definitely like, it's, again, my, my biggest uh, praise of it is the cinematography is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that for a first time direct or for first time actor i guess who didn't really do anything else the guy playing uh bob johnson john sweet is pretty good with his ridiculous guy who talks uh, like this love it love it so this guy apparently with his he got two thousand bucks for this movie uh he donated it all to the uh the national association for the advancement of colored people Back back in nineteen forty five. So it's like which uh, as Wikipedia notes is a remarkable gesture for the time. Two thousand yeah, dollars. That's well, crazy. That's, that's a lot of dough. And, and he just died. Yeah. He just died. Well, just died. He died in two thousand eleven at ninety five. So he was a, a nice old man from Min- Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Justin Peterson. Damn. Damn. Good man. Good man. Yeah, good state. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. This isn't a movie that I'd be rushing out to recommend to anybody. Uh, it is quite quite long, I think, for what it sets out to do. A little too long. A little too long, but uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> I've seen worse in the collection. I will see sure. worse in the collection, but other than that, I don't know. I'm pretty indifferent to it. Uh, I didn't get to get to go through it for my uh, notes to see if uh, anything else more registered for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, I think there's something about this idea of pilgrims that could have been uh, thought of differently. I, it, I, was, I mean, sure. I, I, I kind of get where... I don't know. I haven't heard from Justin's uh, about specifics <laughs> about his uh, thoughts on this. But I think it could have been a different movie. And that could have been a great movie too. I mean, they, they've got greater movies in them than this but i think sure. this is just like it exists it's there but 
Mm-hmm. That's about it. What did you two think of a Canterbury Tale? Jay Peterson, you want to hit it? Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, a few fun facts out the gate. They actually didn't shoot in Canterbury Cathedral, except for one shot. <laughs> when they you see the ceiling, that was a handheld camera they smuggled in. Um, they recreated in Denham Studio. Okay. And Cathedral Guides were so convinced at the authenticity of the shot <laughs> that sure they, they claim that this was shot in Canterbury Cathedral. Um, probably the most random, strange IMDb um, factoid ever. Um, so the author of Gone with the Wind, Margaret mm-hmm. Mitchell, went to go see this with her husband. And she got hit by a car and died. <laughs> and wow. That's a fact. Cool. Somehow, some reason. Um, this was the uh, the Archer's first box office flop. I can't imagine why. Um, I think they had quoted one of them afterwards saying that people were kind of over this at this point. Um, like I was saying earlier, this is kind of that movie um, kind of in the realm of like The Great Dictator or um, Four Correspondent where like, holy shit, stuff's going down in Europe. Uh, America, get over here and help us. And by the time this came out, I think they were saying that um, the Americans were making their way through Italy, so didn't quite need that call for help anymore. And um, I really saw the whole movie as this this idea of like romanticizing this old English style that uh, Chaucer, um, I guess, captured in that story. Um, need to look more into that part. Uh, let me go through a few of my quippy notes throughout the whole thing. Um, I did enjoy... Uh, so the, the bells open the movie and close the movie. Uh, do you guys recall if there's any other Archer films that open on bells? It seemed very familiar. Uh, probably Black Narcissus is what you're thinking of because that's got the whole thing with mm-hmm. the, the the kind of, you know, the uh, giant, you know, church in the middle of uh, the mountains. Uh, yeah, like, that's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys see the American intro and uh, outro? How that was different? I no. saw that. I, I watched the American outro, but not the intro. Okay. The intro yeah. goes into the whole like idea of um, you know women in Australia, so it actually gives all that context. Uh, the outro actually shows the girlfriend from Australia, so it actually makes a lot more sense the American way. Um, so just throwing that out there, both of those are available on the Criterion channel. Um, did y'all see that thing about, uh, Kubrick must have seen that Falcon transition because it's just like the bone of the spaceship. Uh, I, I did not see that. And I don't think I'm going to plan to see that, whatever it is. Well, remember the, the, he releases the Falcon or whatever, and it yeah. mm-hmm. turns into like a biplane and that's just like, the oh. bone. Yeah, in two thousand one, um, not great acting. Um, I mean, you you gave him some props, um, JD, but <laughs> that G golly crap! I think um, Jimmy Stewart pulls off a well, whole lot better. Yes, yeah. Uh, I don't think well, gonna be, no one's going to be accusing John Sweet of uh, being a uh, Jimmy Stewart. That's for sure. Uh-huh. It's strange to see such an old film like have this whole like romanticized view of the past. Um, I mean, nostalgia culture. I mean, we've been talking about it pretty much the whole show. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what this is getting at with the illusions of this grand um, ethereal uh, past of 
jolly old, jolly good old England. Um, yeah, and it alludes to the World War II pilgrims. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of a pointless, uh, fairly obvious mystery, as we've already alluded to, um, to get those English women away from the American men taking up all their women. Ravaging. Seems a little... Mm-hmm. Seems a little um what is the word I'm looking for? You know, just you don't want Incels? other people getting into <laughs> our women. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Incels? Um, That's our George's wood word. talk. Enjoyed the wood talk. Um <laughs> Everyone I agree does. That <laughs> the kids part was pretty uh random and unnecessary. Um mm-hmm. We mentioned the difference between the American and British languages that they were kind of picking on a little bit. Uh, a lot of sitting around, talking and smoking. Some kind of good photography to capture that billowing smoke from, I think it was the PowerPoint presentation, as you mm-hmm. so mentioned. I, I, for my meme that I posted on Twitter, uh, saying, hey, I'm going to join the creeps again, um, pointed out that holy cats um, quote. Enjoyed that quite a bit, along with the mm-hmm. marijuana one. That I mentioned in the preamble. Um, let's see. You should be. Ta- oh yeah, we had already talked about uh, World War II movies and the fact that yeah, the Criterion is packed with them. Already talked about Takata and Fugue. Oh no, all those buildings are blown up and Canterbury is not nearly as nice as it was because of the war. So once again, romanticizing. Um, yeah. RJ, well, what are some thoughts on this? You guys want to hear my thoughts? I already talked for a whole pile. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, my friend, uh, in quotation marks. Friend. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, it's like I said, I put this on. I didn't really look into it. All I, I, I looked at the description, and I was like, ah, I knew it was Powell and Pressburger, and then it was something about, like, Three strangers, tails cross paths or something. So I said to my wife, I was like, you know what? These guys usually make pretty good shows. We probably like this. Uh, I was like, sounds like an Andy pick, you know? You know what I mean, Jared? Pretty good shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, let's give it a try. I was like, watch like 20 minutes. If you don't like it, then I'll just watch it on my own, whatever. So uh, I can report that she did watch the whole thing with me. Holy um, cow. So uh, we did. Uh, it cats. did take us two nights i should i should preference two oh. nights to watch this whole thing um interesting but uh yeah about 20 minutes in we hit that glue man stuff and we were we were thrown for a real loop we were thrown for a real loop and it was what is this movie about were you waiting what for a, is were, were you waiting for a glue man like we, a, well i i a man I was of glue for i was hoping for an x-files style glue a, man. like a muck like, man like from the fallout from like the uh like the war and stuff like a man made of glue that would have been very cool i feel i feel like this movie might have been on our radar for a long time as a uh slime pick oh yeah slime picks are the best i love love a good slime pick uh uh, sorry cool body melt movie oh i body melts even better wouldn't that be like there you go there's the great unrealized vision of powell and pressburger it's called the glue man cometh and it is a body melt movie jared there's always time right we can always make writing those checks we can always make see no one listens to this that should where it's like give us the money because we got the ideas we got the ideas um 
So yeah, the first thing was uh, we were just like, "What is this? <laughs> right? This is a, this is weird." Uh, and then we watched it, and there's like some stuff. So like, uh, I found uh, the American guy to be a mix between super charming and adorable, and then outright like frustrating. Where you're like, "Why are you talking like this? <laughs> Why are you doing this?" So it's kind of a mix between both. But um, I might surprise both of you guys. I liked this movie. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really like this movie or anything like that, but I watched it and I was like, I'm on board with this. I was like, yeah, I like I like this glue man aesthetic. I was like, this is cool. Uh, I didn't mind the American guy. Um, it's like I said, sometimes he was a little bit annoying. I did very much dislike the kid story because I was like, I'm not here for this. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. I was like, give me more glue, man. Because that's what I'm really in. Uh, mostly what I liked was it was a 1944 war movie with a character called the glue man, which is pretty much what I thought was the coolest part about this. But uh, I don't know. I um, I watched it and I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. I'm, I'm actually watching. Uh, am I going to ever talk about this movie? No. Am well, I ever gonna watch you this might talk about again? glue man again. Oh, I'm gonna definitely gonna be talking about Glue Man again. Um, it's not a movie that I'll take with me any farther than tonight. But uh, while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, some of, it's like I was saying before, like um, I did like some of the like stuff. Like, I liked how American guy was like, my girlfriend isn't writing me, and I don't like her anymore. And he was just like, oh, okay. And other girlfriend was like, my my hus- my boyfriend's dead. And you're like, oh shit, okay, she's got a real one. But uh, when the dude's like, I'm an I play the organ here, but I'd like to play the organ there. You're like, hmm, it's pretty weak, pretty weak compared to the other ones, my my dude. Mm. But uh, I don't know. There 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 are some parts of this movie where you're kind of like. I don't know what's what you're going for here, my my dudes. But I do think this is a very um, quip like quippy kind of dialogue. You know who I think would love this movie, Jarrett hmm. and JP. You guys ever seen the Gilmore Girls? I have, I have not. Is it any Can't good? Ah, uh, yeah, it is. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out right now. Gilmore Girls is a really good show, and I don't care who knows it. Okay, it's a good show. It's got quality writing. Fast, quippy dialogue, my boys. So uh, when I was watching this, I was like, you know what? Those girls on Gilmore Girls would love this show because they watch shows like this. They watch Billy Jack, Jared. You remember Billy Jack? Uh, you mean like the 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 movie Billy Jack? The West, yeah. That that gets brought up on Gilmore Girls a lot. The West? Did you say a Western? Well, it's a it's like a shoot. Is no, it a Western? No, it's a Kung Fu man. Billy Jack's Kung Fu. Yeah, Billy Billy Jack Kung Fu kicks uh kicks white men's asses. I'm gonna show you guys the all of the movies that are brought up on Gilmore Girls because it is a it's a pretty terrific list of movies that are brought up on the Gilmore Girls. Let me tell you about Billy Jack, RJ. Billy Jack is a mixed race Navajo, a Green Beret Vietnam War vet, and a Hapkido master. Okay, okay, I gotcha. So, uh, Billy Jack is brought up on Gilmore Girls. Here's some other movies brought oh, up no. on Gilmore Girls. I'm not, I'm not clicking on that. Uh, I'll, I'll read it to you. No. Here's some movies brought up on Gilmore Girls. No, Bringing Up Baby, Citizen Kane, I, I, Gaslight. We've brought those Garrett. movies on this podcast before. 
Yeah, but not on Gilmore Girls. But, but, we've, but, we've, brought, but we've brought up Gilmore Girls, and they never brought us up. What's up with that? Well, they're not on air anymore. Well, they had hey, the, they had that movie, didn't they? Didn't they have that reunion they movie? Did. You know, it's a movie brought up on Gilmore Girls, Jared, that you like personally. You, Jared Duncan, Leonard Malton. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Okay. That's brought up on Gilmore Girls. Is, is a line of dialogue? It is. It is. They talk about it. My point, my dudes, is that I think this is a Gilmore Girls pick, and uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm a Gilmore guy. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't, I don't love this movie or anything. I'm never gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna stand up for it or yeah. anything like that. But uh, I, I found it very watchable. I was like, yeah, this, I was like, I'm, this is fine. I'm, I'm cool with glue man, glue men. What about blue men? So, yeah, those. Two. So Sunday night, I'm kind of cleaning up from our camp out and feel a little achy, and then realize I have two podcasts to record this week. Uh-oh. And so I popped this on and ended up watching it most of Monday. And um, well, I finished it Monday and was sick of as a dog with body aches. So mm-hmm. the fact that this meandering two hour slog um, was so kind of all over the place. First of all, I'm not really into whodunits. So the whole caper mm-hmm. thing was just like, yeah, I've. I can move on from that. So, yeah, this is quite the slog. Like at the end, there's that whole scene where the soldiers are marching and they go to church and it just went on and mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So, um, you know, with me and Criterion's like, I'm watching them and I'm like, Hmm, what, why is this in the collection? Then I'll go over to the website, kind of read, you know, what, what's so special about it. So a lot of times with these Criterion's, I do want them to kind of smack me in the face and be like, yeah, I'm special. I deserve to be here. And I kind of see where Canterbury, a Canterbury tale, not the Canterbury tale is getting out with this whole romanticized version of England and why that's special. But um, I don't know. I think it could have been packaged in a, a less meandering, less, hey, let's check out what life in England's like and how we reminisce the old days. So mm. I, I, I got you, man. I'm going to not I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, whenever you try to think, why is this moving the Criterion? There's no there's no reason. It's just they put movies no in here. It's like Are rubber. any of them good? No reason. Not, not really. <laughs> not really. Why is E.T. Brown? No reason. No reason. He just is. Yeah. And that's like the honest answer. He he just is. He looks like he looks like a. It poop just poop. is in the collection because it's a Pal and Pressburger movie, and yes. all their stuff has to be in the collection. Yep. Yes. And that's all there is to it. Collect them yes. all. Collect them all, baby. Collect yes. them all. Well said. One spine yeah. over at a time. Oh. Uh, we want to hear from people who hate this movie? Huh? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, oh, boy, do I. Oh, does he ever. Okay. So, first up, we've got Shawnee, who I mm. think has a, maybe it's a Union Jack right by their name. So, uh, so this is a. Shawnee uh, GB? This, this, um, this is a pretend. Shawnee. Um Two, this half star, two strangers, an American soldier and a young girl, end up in the small village of Chillingbourne. During their stay, the girl is a victim of the Glue Man. It's up to them to work out who the Glue Man is. The script is so poor, the girl in it mentions that she once worked in a department store before the war at least three times. The exchanges are bad, and the actors, too. 
John Sweet, who plays the American soldier, had had no acting experience and is so wooden in the part. Luckily, it's his only acting role. Look out for Charles Hawtrey, who plays a stuck-up acting station manager or master, and Esma Cannon too. It feels like a bad Harry Enfield sketch in places. It just lacks direction in, in story progression. By the end, I was wanting it to finish. Best avoid. Okay, so I don't, I don't like that he says it's poor writing because she brings up that she worked in a store three times. That's how people talk. That's how RJ when talks. People, yeah, when you have a story, and that's the you part tell, where she's measuring dicks with the the, the carriage guy because he's yeah. like, you don't know shit about carriages, and she's like, you don't know shit about working in an apartment store. Yeah, well, exactly. But you know what? That's real life, man. People will cling to what they know what they're comfortable with so that's not a real thing but shawnee gb this guy he will watch anything once you have to watch the bad films to appreciate the good drama foreign sci-fi classics and westerns huge fan of british film especially comedies including carry-ons i will try practically any film except for jumpy horror uh, Shawnee B's a big fan of Close Encounters of the Third Time, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Monty Python, Holy Grail, and The Empire Strikes Back, Jared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They strike back. You want to hear from Joseph uh, Kukawaka? Kukawaka. Or Kuwaka? Half a star. Dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> That's so just eloquent. Uh, Joseph Kukawaka likes Caddyshack. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, The Master, and Paper Moon. Not a fan of Black Panther, Jarrett. They gave it a half a star. Mm-hmm. So Canterbury Tale, Black Panther, and uh, A Quiet Place, all half-star films. Oh, man. Maybe no, maybe no, he's on no, something. No love for Jim. Maybe he's on something. And one, Jim? one more. Yeah. Elena, half a star. A man pours glue onto women's hair to prevent them from being a distraction to other men so they can all go to listen to his lectures. What in the actual fuck? The actual... I, I, I don't really like when people say the actual fuck. No. Fuck, because it's like, we get it. We know where the emphasis is. This person's also a fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show, Jarrett. Hmm. The second one. Uh, they also like Lost in Translation, an anime called Us and Them. And Princess Mononoke, which is an anime film, if you guys aren't aware. It's anime, Jared. You want to hear who loves this film? Oh, God. Who loves it? All right. John Johnson, five stars. I can't write anything constructive about this film. My reasons for loving it are far too personal to be interest to anyone else. It's simply one of the most magical films ever made. And its existence has improved and will continue to improve my life. Wow. Sydney, John, five stars. Johnson? Yep, it's okay. one of it's in the uh, most popular category. Oh, um, I see. And this is uh gets an award for run on sentence of the year, um whenever it was written. It's too easy to believe that man in the cause of all evil and God is the cause of all beauty. But more than asking you to believe God is in the details or God arranges fortune for the good, this movie asks you to find God in connections with other people. And it goes on and doesn't have anything to do with the movie. So, yeah. 
Wow. No one could that... explain why they like the movie. Well, this so, person brings there, there's people who bring a lot of meaning sometimes to interpretation, and uh, I might I I wish I guess I watched some movies like this. I'm right. sure there's like ones that we're guilty of where it's just like they send your mind down a path and you go I really like the way that movie th- made me think. Um, but often I find that when I go back to watch a movie like that, my my mind. My, where my mind was has changed a lot and it's like I can never go back to that and I go I don't know what I was thinking about this movie it happens but yeah mm-hmm. these are some very impassioned uh, opinions of these very high high ratings for this um, fascinating so, but Sydney movies <laughs> movies Sydney's got a bio I want to tell you Jarrett and JP there, Sydney's bio is hello I'm Leonard Nimoy the following tale of alien encounters is true. And by true, I mean false. It's all lies. I'm glad you are getting they're, another Simpsons reference on this show. But they're, they're entertaining lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. Oh. They so like, there you have it. They like cool movies like Radioactive Dreams. Um, uh, Kedhalam uh-huh. Kadanthu Pogam. Oh yeah, Maya Mem Sab and the Slumber yeah, Party Massacre. Oh, all good stuff. All good stuff. Very all good stuff. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Terrific. Whoo, boy. Well, any final thoughts on this year movie, uh, Justin? I assume you regret your choice. <laughs> mm. No, it's always a pleasure to oh, sit back good. with you all. Um, I mean. It's kind of run the gamut of the random picks I've uh, <laughs> have, uh, have bestowed upon myself here. Uh, Inflicted. Yeah, even. Fear and Loathing was good times. Uh, Diary of Country Priest, you know, okay. Harry Carey, uh, you know, we went over that already. And, okay, the very tale. Mm-hmm. But I am looking forward to Lahaine and several spine numbers to come. That'll be next year so. sometime. I think early in next year or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? We might not even be here anymore. Who knows what the future holds? Um, After the break, we're going to play some of that sweet Dracula music. Oh, I do like Dracula. I played that in high school band. Dracula. Drink your blood. Yeah. Burn through the witches and dig through the ditches. Oh, oh white zombie, huh? Oh, yeah. I got you. I got First day with the jar you find. RJ, if you had to protect the women of your community from interlopers, what would you do to make sure that they listen to this podcast? 
I'd give him the right of choice, Jared. Consent. You can email choice. us at criteriagrees at gmail.com and tell us about consent. We've got a Facebook Holy page. What's that? Oh, you just noticed Bane. Bane. Oh, boy. Yeah, Bane's been there the whole oh. time. He's been waiting. Bane. Bane's been here the whole time, baby. He's just, he's farther away right now. I know it seems small, but that's one twelfth <laughs> scale. One twelfth scale. Bane. That's one twelfth of Tom Brady. One twelfth of Tom Brady. That's Bane. He's got a Facebook page. He's got a Patreon. He has a Twitter. It's Bane.com. OnlyFans. He's got an OnlyFans. It's called Bane <laughs> Sign me at up. OnlyFans.com. He's got a Manscaped. It's called Bane at Manscaped.com. He, he lives he, in the darkness. He gives you a hundred. He gives you. He gives you a hundred percent discount. Hundred percent discount. I to the darkness. To the darkness. You see where I'm pointing, Jared? You I see where I'm pointing. I, I see, I, I'm seeing it. I can't you believe it. Part of Bane? Yeah, you're touching him. You're touching his junk. That's the Manscaped part of Bane. <laughs> Jesus, that's. I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, there's no consent there. But it's a statue, so I don't know. Consent is consent. Cosplay well, isn't consent, Jared. Is he on Letterbox though? He's yeah. on, he's on Letterbox. He's on Tumblr. I don't, does he have he, time? He goes, when you're a revolutionary uh, trying to change the social order of the world, is there time? Yeah. Is there time to uh, be on Letterbox? Yeah, he's got to log the darkness. That's all he does. Oh. He's born in it. You can, it's in the it. great place. Watch. It's impossible. Watching movies, watching movies in the dark yeah. is the great place. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, man. So he was yeah. born of it. He knows it. He lives it. He loves it. Yeah. He's Bane. You can follow Bane. Plato. What about Plato? He watches shadows on the cave walls. It's like movies <laughs> and Bane in the shadows. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if he's on Letterbox, we are. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Justin Peterson. Just look up Justin Peterson. And Justin Peterson, you got podcasts too. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Which ones, JP? Yeah, How look many? out for the Average Joe's Movie Club Cast Network. We got our main show. Joey does Schlock Talk, talking some of those movies that you enjoy. Um, and then I've always wanted to watch that. And I think I might even get JD on coming up on an episode. In a few mm-hmm. months, so <laughs> stay tuned. I got, I, got a, I got a big boy. Might got have a... grabbed you away. Yeah. We'll Holy shit! I didn't agree to that. I'm, no. I'm not. Well, you're not part of it. You weren't invited. Yeah, but you're can't you're contractually I'm obliged to me. Oh my god! Yeah, I, well, I and I can't wear my manscape t-shirt or underwear, <laughs> so I will be completely naked. Yeah, sure. That's that's a cr- Criterion Creeps obligated thing. That you can't take that off of here. And that's not just a promise. That's a threat. We're on that SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Patreon, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Next I'm week, like... we're all alone again. Just you and me, RJ, in the cave, the man cave, with our uh, hmm. implements to take care of our balls and uh, spine three hundred and forty-two, the beginning. Of Six Moral Tales by Eric Romer. Can you believe oh, it? Oh, it. Three it. weeks of double headers. <laughs> because we hate ourselves. The Bakery Excuse Girl me? of Monku from 1963. And Suzanne's Career from 1963. <laughs> Why not even do it the same year? And that's the real reason I came out this week. Jared, did 
you you didn't say three weeks of doubleheaders, did you? I, I sure did. Jerry, you didn't. You say... guys could just do all six in the, the same episode. Okay, that's. Would be like that. Brand, <laughs> do you like brand. that? Do you prefer that idea, RJ? No, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> this podcast. I thought you love. I thought you love Eric Brommer. A, a I love of... Eric Brommer. He's <laughs> my favorite, but I don't want. Uh, not all at once. Not like. Th- not like this. Not like this. To quote the Matrix, Mouse. Okay. Not like hey, this. I, I, well, you know, I wasn't sure. I was. I was. I was, tell, I was telling somebody at the comic store about Eric Brommer, and they're like, "Who's that?" And I went, "I don't know, some asshole." <laughs> Not like this. I was like, maybe he's Belgian. I don't know. Just no. But hey, you know what though? In a at some point in the next couple of weeks here, we're gonna be joined by another uh citizen of Creepsville. Don't say who. Woo-hoo. Nope, no, nope. I won't who? I won't say. I won't say, but um Don't say who? Yeah, there'll be uh yeah, there'll be a, a well, there'll definitely a skip week. Or two yeah. in the next month or so. Things are getting busy. Yeah. Things are we, heat, things are heating up. We might have a skip week or two, but don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We just have some stuff we got to take care of. And you'll hear about it on the Criteria Cruise podcast. No. Nope. Well, Eventually. Thanks for joining us. Back. Thank, thank you for joining us, Justin. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Th- thank you. Th- jolly th- good time. Th- thank you for the, uh, for the pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Got my Anglophile on. That's right. Ooh. That's right. Well, RJ, um, I'll see your ass next week. That shaved ass of yours. Uh, well, next week, but after that, I'm unsure. Maybe it won't be shaved the week after. Who knows? That's right. That is right. Who knows? Well, good night. Yeah, and Bye. other stuff. Hi. Uh,